Like, oh. They're also weapon skill five when they get charged. Jesus. Okay, that makes sense. I like what Sean said about the custodies change. Like, if that's the custodies change or how the how Forge World or Games Workshop could, did you read that or no? No, I didn't get a chance to. They become they become strength five, toughness four, but battle hardened two. Oh, that's interesting. Right? I was like, if they do that, I'm okay with that. But, but okay, is this his thing. thought though? That's an entirely made up thing. This that is we his have thought. No basis yeah, we just, for? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We were theory crafting. We were theory crafting. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, they... <laughs> I was like, because it was like custodies. What we're seeing with like contemptors is the high toughness and the two up save, which is custodies. <laughs> so, uh, well, right you know, now I don't want to run around. With... Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping, you know. But anyway, it was. Just, it, I was no. It was kind of like a. That's interesting. If they do that, that'd be really stupid. Interesting. I guess you shall have Man, to wait and see. Yeah, they have access to assault cannons too. Oh yeah, they, so I cannot read for the fucking life of me the page on the Vigil Storm Shield. And one the of us will do strike, it. That's fine. Just yeah, remember sure you don't Dan's do that page. Using uh, the internet. Yeah, but I can read Solarite and I can read Teleport, but the the Vigil Storm Shield is legitimately like. Well, what is it? I, mean, I can still read it. It takes a little time. Yeah, the armory. Yeah, it's armory. Oh, well, one of us don't do the armory. We'll do the armory. Yeah, yeah. No, the, I, I oh, it's the first one. Yeah, it's the Yeah, the rest of the page is fine. Okay, it's yeah. Like then for the first one, make sure you're not the one who does it. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Just want to warn you. Okay. All right. No, I'm good to go. I'm this fine. All right. I'm, um, I'm like before we start, is there anyone in particular who wants to be the one taking talking about the fluff or no? Uh, Steve, you, you want? You, you do not want me covering fluff on this one. Aside. You're covering or me? You do. You don't want me doing it. Uh, I'm an iron warrior. Come on, you know better. I, do do you feel Dave comfortable do doing I, it? Or David, I. Yeah, no. Imperial Fist I can do because they're the custodian's best pals. That that's the reason why. Okay. That's really they the also only... bundle bananas. What All happened? Right. Because they also like being yellow and banana colored and. No, no, no. They they man the wall with the custodies. All right. Sounds seem sounds seemed to find before. Right then, it sounded like Steve was far away, or further away. I've been moving back and forth to get myself set up for hobby, but this Got is it. where I should be. Okay, is this that, right? Um, that sounds about right. Luckily, Audacity's been working okay. fine, so I can make some adjustments there. Um, probably one time we just got to set, and I I got to figure out a a particular. I turned Dan down a little bit, so I hopefully won't have to readjust his audio. Yeah. Oh, the Atos Dios. There it is. Okay. okay. Yep. I was trying to find this. Yeah, this one actually, so there's only 11 things. This one's actually one of the shorter ones. Does anyone have the Thunderhawk pulled up so they can, like, compare it? I have have the books. When we get to it, it's the very last thing we're going to talk about. To field his transport, the Atos Dios. Yeah. But when we want to compare it, we'll just pull it up from the book. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That is the last thing. Do you need Dorn to use that? Yes. That's the question. Um, yeah, you do. The way oh. it reads so we to me, skip yes. entirely because we can't use it without Dorn. I think we still mention it very briefly because it's a yeah. one-minute discussion of it's a Thunderhawk with blank. I think you go over yeah. it very quickly. I, thinking, I think we, the Tormentor can't be taken without Perturabo, can it? Yes, it can. Yeah, it can. Oh, oh, that's weird. Okay, okay. But no, I think oh, it's still worth. I go for taking my loyalist stand because you know, fuck, fuck everything. I guess <laughs> that'll be better. All right, I'll get us started.
All right. And uh, for our second recording this week, two weeks, uh, sorry, two days after the last one, we are going to continue going through the different legions for Horse Heresy. In particular, tonight we're on to the Seventh Legion, so we're going to be talking about Imperial Fists. Um, for anyone who is the first time they've listened to any of these, we're going to go through everything that is both in the books or GW has released for them, Horse Heresy-wise, though we are skipping Primarchs for the time being. We'll get back to all of those later, as well as Rights of War. If any of them are particularly interesting to us, we might mention them briefly. But just for time's sake, for some of these legions, they're a little bit shorter we probably could fit them in other legions we'd be looking at well over three hours to do it we're not trying to um, talk for that long at this time so we do plan on going back to be able to discuss those at a later point once we have these done but um all right why don't we uh start in on these uh yellow boys here uh dan i think you said you were going to talk all about them because yeah, the they're fluff. best friends with um, custodes the custodes yeah even though the custodes don't like them which is kind of hilarious um custodes don't like they don't like any space marine legion they blame them for the for the i mean uh, let's be honest they blame them for the their heresy which is makes sense yeah um yeah so they don't trust any legion but they're at least close enough with the imperial fists um, so yeah, um, the Imperial Fists are kind of your Crusading Legion. Um, in fact, for those of you who play 40k, uh, the Black Templars, aka Sigismund, came from the Imperial's Fist. That's after, of course, they split and all that after the heresy, but just to kind of give you a good idea. The Imperial Fists, of course, have the Primarch Rogel Dorn. Um, I always find that sometimes he's the most contentious of the Primarchs because people either really love him or really hate him. But Rogeldorm is best known for basically your idea of defense. Um, he, he is the kind of defensive Primarch. He's almost a genius when it comes to ramparts, uh, defensive fortifications, uh, you know, and, and just all around defense. Um, I should point out that side note, Fluff-wise, he's also one of the really the only ones who would talk with Valdor. Um, none of the Primarchs really talked with Valdor because they kind of who the saw him as the right-hand man. Hmm? Who's Valdor? Oh, Constantine Valdor. I apologize. Constantine Valdor is the head of the Custodians. There you go. Um, uh, look, I don't want to go into like too much side fluff, but Constantine Valdor is essentially a weird one because the spear he owns... Every kill he does, the spear injects all the regrets of that person he killed into Valdor. So he's kind of human, but like too human. I don't know if that makes any sense. He's more human um, than human. What saying. Yeah, it's really weird. And so he's kind of ostracized from the rest of the custodians, or they seem kind of like as a, not a god, but, you know, a, a hero that no one talks to. And really, Dorn is the only one that kind of talks with him, which is kind of sad in its own way, but whatever. But Dorn, um, essentially during Horus's treachery, uh, Dorn gets first of all. Dorn doesn't believe that Horus uh, had a treachery. Um, was it Garrow? Yes, I can't remember. Of the Here, yeah. Yep, Garrow basically gets to Terra. Um, right. Warns Dorn that Horus has betrayed uh, the Emperor. Correct. Of course, Dorn. Not oh, correct. He doesn't meet Garrow? him at Terra. He meets him out where Dorn is. Oh, what, that's what, right, that's and right. through the discussion, Dorn is literally about to kill him. He finally does believe oh, him. Yes, he and then he that. sends <laughs> envoys back to Terra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dorn almost murdered this person. He's a very loyal person, um, kind of. a. But yeah, no, Rogel Dorn basically essentially constructed the defense of Terra. One of the major reasons why it took so long to break the walls was Dorn. Um, and the only reason the walls broke was Perturabo. So... 
Um, the two of them are at heads, I should point out as well. The almost complete opposites. Even though I think Steve can agree with me here. Do you think they get along, Steve? Because I know Pertorabo is big into the arts and construction. I feel like him and you Boyd would... You got you it know? completely... You got it backwards, actually. Pertorabo was into the arts yes. and construction. Dorn was literally just... I built a sand castle, Thom. Yeah, I built, but that's still artistic. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. no. Dorn, Dorn, his idea of artistic is I'm going to slap, make it, paint it gold and slap an eagle on it. Yeah. Well, it's more Her, of his version of artistic Her, is usefulness. So it's form, it's function over form and beauty. He, he was yeah. much more of yeah. a cold and austere person. Like, say, actually, in the, yes. the main book, mm -hmm. they mention. There was a lot of talk of him becoming Warmaster, and the belief is the only reason he might not have got, gotten it is because he was kind of standoffish in general. Like he did, he wasn't able to be the smooth talker that you might need a Warmaster to be, and that's why Horus got yeah, the, the job. Politician that Horus was, yep. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, that's essentially the Imperial Fists. Um, also, again, very interesting that the Imperial Fists, of course, after the Heresy, were one of the very first ones to develop the Crusading chapters of the Black Templars which later on became one of the more religious chapters, I want to say. Right? I, I'm, I think I, I can agree. They here. are traitors to the Imperial Truth and have no place in the galaxy. Yeah, they, they yeah. <laughs> but that being said, um, yeah, no, that's the... I should point out that if anyone has ever, ever, ever read the, uh, the probably, I think, the best Horus Heresy book, I think is Saturnine, if no one has read it, I highly recommend you read that. If only for the fact that it really gives you a good look at Dorn, the Imperial it gives you a good look at everyone, but it gives you a good look at Sigismund, Dorn, the Imperial Fist, and also probably one of the best one-liners in the entire series. Where I'm not going to spoil it, then don't say but anything. essentially Dorn. If you're not going to spoil no, don't it, say don't say anything right, about right. it. But probably one of the best one-liners from Dorn. Actually, from a figure in four in thirty k forty k ever, um, cool. but yeah, no, that's them. Yeah, um, Legion in general, these guys are in yellow. It is is gotten. Some people don't like painting yellow. Yeah, honestly, I don't mind painting yellow. Um, it can honestly be a little bit of a hassle with GW's base paints. It is better now with contrast because you can get a good layer down. Actually, in particular, some of the painters I've watched, they've done it um, entire some of the their items entirely with contrast. But there's good options there. Otherwise, it, it's just a lot of your what tones you want to start with, depending on uh, the, the exact shade of yellow and stuff like that. Same thing with oranges. Oranges and yellows can be a little Did bit tricky. They released an Imperial Fist Yellow. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Yes. One of them is called Imperial Fist Yellow. Yeah, yes. and I I heard like really really good things about it. Yes. Not entirely sure, but... Yeah. They've given you good options now, which makes sense, because in the box, they, they've set you up for this in Sons of Horus as the two main there. So they should and did come out with some paints to help you actually paint it well, because they set people up for one of the more difficult colors off the bat for people to be able to do, which is a reasonably bright yellow. Darker yellows are a little bit easier. Okay. I do have some good news, though. There are two alternate schemes that pop up from Imperial Fists. Oh, yes. So there's the one, which is Sigismund's company specifically. They used black for most of their armor, but they have yellow helmets and yellow shoulder pads, if I remember correctly. 
And then there is a Crusade era variant that could still pop up here and there. That is, I can't tell if it's a, a gray or a gunmetal color, but it's like that kind of like a neutral base with just yellow helmet. Do they uh do they show this? It's yellow. I'm looking at yellow knee pads as well. Yeah, yellow knee pads as well for the uh, Sigismund uh, company, the first company. Yes, yes, that too. Yeah, the yellow knee. I like that color. I should point out opinion time. I absolutely love that color scheme. Um, I like because Forge World. So when we say black, I I know that people when they think blank, they think Raven Guard black or like Iron Hand black. What's weird is that Forge World doesn't actually do. Black is black. I don't know if that makes Very sense. Very few things do. You they're shouldn't do black as actual black. Yeah, they do it. But even so, even though they're, it's still not like a black black. It's more like a a gray black. And it's fantastic. Like the Dark Angels. The Dark Angels aren't black. They're like... Is that like a good way to put that? But yeah, no, I just want to point the, out that. In general, if you want to paint black, you should actually be using... same Same concept as white. If you want to paint one of those colors, you should actually be using very little of that exact color. Otherwise, you get no depth of field. Black itself, obviously, you know, is an absorption, an absence of color and all. So what you usually do, or, or, or so, some, somewhat better ways, one, I mean, they're, they're, the contrast they have, the black temper contrast does a good job of this. That's what I use for my Dark Angels. But a lot of times you can start with a dark color and either lighten around or start with a little bit lighter and darken into recesses and all. You have to be careful not to make it look actually gray, but you shouldn't be going a lot of pure black to make black the same way you shouldn't be going a lot of pure white to make white. Um, and actually on page 243 in the uh, Libra Stardis book, they actually show you those particular ones, the um, black with the bits of yellow and all on both a legionnaire and um, a guy in cataphracty armor, someone in Mark four and someone in cataphract armor. So yeah, okay. it is yellow knee pads, right? I, I see a couple. One, of, I'm not sure if that's like one a of them. Book. And so in the picture they show at the bottom, there's one yellow knee pad on one side, the okay. other knee pad, they didn't, but you could yellow the knee pads, but it is yellow okay. helmet for sure. And yellow shoulders. Yes. Um, And then probably little bits and pieces from there on the, on the, Cataphracty, it's only really yellow on the top armor of the shoulders. Yeah. That was about the only yellow they did, but I should put out that the yellow they use is also not really like it's not yellow yellow. It's more like an orange tinged yellow, which is really nice. I like their color scheme. It's I it's probably hard as hell to play either with contrast. Um, well, the big thing is, they, I wouldn't go all contrast. Them. I would at least lay that down as a base layer. You could probably potentially stop there if you wanted, but it gives you a good base layer because the hardest part of painting any yellow is building up your color to give yourself a nice basis to work on. Yeah. Um, I, I otherwise, if I don't use contrast, I usually use the same way I do orange, which is usually base layers of closer to brown tones and things like that, and then go up from there. I wonder how metallic yellow would look. I, I know I've seen very rarely because I feel like metallic yellow would kind of look sometimes bad. But they I have a I word look. for that, actually. Don't say gold. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, you I heard it when I did. Shut up. No, no, but I wonder how like, like a metallic, like not a gold, but like, because like, gold is gold. You know, gold has tinges of brown and orange. I wonder what like a contrast yellow over like a silver would look. I wonder if that would look good. Uh, I don't know if I had a, if I had spare marine bodies because I have all those things, but I got a spare like shoulder on one of my test models, so I could always try something there. 
one of these test models, I don't need him anymore. So. Yeah, it's, I, I'm just wondering because, like, some you know how sometimes a lot of the guides, it's always like a metallic color, like Thousand Suns are metallic. You know, Ultramarines they'll do like a metallic blue. Night Lords will do like a metallic blue purple, and it's just contrast over metal. I wonder if anyone has ever done. I'm, um, I'm sure someone has. I'm just going to Google it real quick. All right. right. Well, while you do that, why don't we get into their trait? Their trait is very, very short. Um, I'll discuss it here. So for this, it's discipline and resolve. Models with a special rule gain a bonus of plus one to all, sorry, to all to hit rolls with any auto weapon or bolt weapon as part of any shooting attack. And it specifically calls out reactions because in general in the book, if it does, doesn't does say reactions, then it doesn't apply. So if you're shooting anything with the word bolt in the name or anything with the underneath the auto, you get plus one to hit. Um, I mean, that's, it's again, one that's <laughs> nice and simple, not a lot of special things to it, but rather good because your base, a lot of your base guys, your base troops are all going to have you know, bolters, bolt pistols, anything like that. Auto is actually what I flipped to to see if if that's going to be so useful or not. That part. It's an exhaustive. It's an exhaustive list. The auto weapons, like it's. So that's going to include auto cannons. Well, yeah, it's in the name. But it goes on to include such things as um, what's the little what the little thing. The uh, the rotor cannons yeah, it includes rotor assault cannons. It includes the main gun on a fell blade because that's an accelerated auto cannon, as well as the main gun of the Kratos. That's also an auto cannon. No, it's the fell cannon. blade, both, yeah. both. Oh, like, shit. All, all the way up to the fell blade, they are getting that plus one Yuck. to hit. Yuck. Oh, and the, the Kratos battle cannon custodians? is as well. <laughs> As someone who's played Custodes, I can tell you firsthand how good it is to hit on twos. It is... It sounds stupid. I know that people are like, but hitting on threes is just... No, 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 no. You don't understand. Okay. Oh, no, no Dan. Everyone in the world that. knows that hitting on twos is amazing. Yeah. No one's Everyone knows hitting on twos is amazing. I don't know what, our, what world you live in. Like 60... Everyone has been complaining for a month. Well, 67% versus, what, 70? It's a 16% no. difference. 84 Oh, 84. Oh, shit. That's a 20. Okay, never mind. Okay, I didn't think I'm it was not... that much of a difference. Dan, Dan, you cut your failure rate in half. Ugh. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Literally, yeah, no, no one was on going to say the thing that you were saying that people do. I was laughing because I was like, when they, I remember when this, oh, they were they had the same rule in 1.0, and I'm laughing like, sure, Roto no. are still- Oh, in 1.0? It was only it's, bolters. Oh, it was only bolters. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was only myself, bolters. Like, Oh, this now, is a whole squad so, of rotor uh, cannons. Yeah, forget fuck the rotor cannons. No, it is the assault cannons hitting on twos. That's not only insanely strong, it's insanely insulting. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's a good one, and it's nice and easy. You're, yeah, nice and easy to this remember. Is, this is one that when you, when you have your sort of starter box and stuff like that, it's going to come into play a lot. And you can, you don't have to build to use it because you're going to have tons of guys with bolt weapons. You will have to build to, exactly. to kind of potentially include some of the auto weapons. But if you just buy the stuff that's out there right now, you're going to have that as well. So, and your big tanks being able to hit on twos is big because most of them hit on threes. You may or may not be able to twin link certain weapons. So the the additional there to make sure something you spent, say, 300 points on your Kratos, 
you know, more of a guaranteed the hit is really going to help. All right. That's good. I know. We are on to Warlord Trace because that, I'm uh, sorry, um, reactions, my apologies. Reactions because there's not much more to say for that for the moment. Like it's. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, it's very simple, but it's again, it has long standing effects. Yeah. All right. Who wants to take the reaction? Steve, did you want to do it? Oh. You haven't talked yet. Um, I can take this one. Right. So the Imperial Fist's advanced reaction is called the best defense. As usual, this reaction is only usable if your entire unit is Imperial Fists. Um, so once per battle, in the opposing player's movement phase, an enemy unit is within 10 inches and within line of sight of models that are Imperial Fists. Um, so on and so forth. Um, the reactive player, i.e. you, may declare a charge for the reacting unit against the enemy unit that triggered the reaction. You make a charge with a distance of D6 plus your lowest unmodified initiative characteristic in the unit. If you are successful in the charge, the units are locked in combat and fight in the assault phase as normal, with the charging unit benefiting from charge bonuses, Hammer of Wrath, and so on. If the charge fails, no surge move is made. So this is like a lesser version of the Space Wolves trait. Much lesser. But I think that makes up for the sheer brutality of the plus one to hit with bolters. So I'm not even mad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's I have to it's agree. underwhelming. It is absolutely but underwhelming. You because the spatial form lets you move, which I did not realize before. Yep. If it wasn't for the move, I would say they're on roughly equal footing, because you basically substitute one of the two dice for the average roll of that die with the initiative four. But this is, it's, don't get me wrong, this is still a good trait, but it's not as good as the Space Wolf one. This will absolutely ruin someone's plan if they decide to get a little too close to your unit that's a little punchy. Like, um, Terminator's using this? Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Oh, you don't even use the, the normal uh, special warders and stuff? would still be terrifying for me. Funny enough, you don't want to use the Phalanx warders, because Phalanx warders, we'll get to this later, are actually better when they get charged. Mm hmm Yeah. Oh, it's but, just... A, it's, uh, this... I can see why it's nerfed. It's, it's a little, like, it's a little less, but in the context of the Legion... It's still good. Absolutely. Yeah. This this is not bad. This is not like the Dark Angels were like, ah, situationally. Like, no, this is good. It's not the Space Wolf one, but it's still good. And it it, it eats up the reaction in the phase that movement reactions are useful, but they're very um, particular with what you can do because I could either only move right at you or right away from you. And that may not be in any way what I truly want to be doing. So at least with this, that's the spot I'm using. You have to end within 10. Let's assume your initiative characteristic is a four because you're a space marine. That's a fair assumption to make. Um, that means you're looking at potentially a six on the die, but if they get a little closer, a little less, you are more likely to make a, a decent average length charge. So not bad. Yeah, it, to me, it's absolutely underwhelming, but their main ability is very good. And this still has its uses. And at least it's it's a nice and simple thing. And if they don't get close enough, then you still have your normal move reaction. 
if they're say outside of the ten, that you can either move closer or get further away. So So I I, I guess it makes sense why they use Honestly, I think this is actually a good actually a good counter to Space Wolves, funny enough. I'm just picturing remember last week, the last episode we're talking about Space Wolves having reaping reaping well, last yeah. episode. Uh, time is hard. Um <laughs> Um they have reaping blow on a lot of their yeah. weapons. Well, it's actually characteristically this is great for Imperial Fists because they won't abandon their fortifications unless it's opportune to do so. Um, so if you have a defense line set up, um, as I was saying last time, um, if you're in base to base with the defense line, anything within two inches of you counts as in base to base. So being able to to go over your own wall and counter charge. Is actually pretty good against Space Wolf specifically. No, it's just a nice trait. It's a nice trait to have. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Like, so I'm not super sold on it, but nothing wrong with it. You're not going to be unhappy with it, unlike some of the others. But so far, the ones we've looked through, to me, very middle of the pack. But, all right. All right. We're blazing through this stuff to begin with because a lot of their stuff is just nice and simple to begin with, which is good. Uh, we're yeah. on to Warlord's traits. Does anyone care which one they do? Yeah. Dan, you take this yeah. first one. Yeah, I'll take Solar Marshal. It sounds pretty cool. All right. So, uh, the, a Warlord with this trait in all models in the friendly unit the Warlord joins gains plus one to their weapon skill characteristic when locked in a combat with one or more enemy units that have the traitor allegiance, which is why I wanted to look it up, by the way, today, Dave. Just wanted to, That's why I was yeah. asking for it. In addition, any army whose warlord trait has this trait may make one additional reaction per turn in any one of the opposing oh, players' phases. As long as the warlord has not been removed as a casualty, this additional reaction may only be made by the warlord's unit and does not allow any reaction, uh, allow any unit to make more than one reaction per phase. So, just to briefly say, before the you get reason to that, I was talking to Dave, like a little side just, bit. Yeah, briefly there. What, yeah, okay. what what Dan was bringing up is we, we mentioned a little bit on the That's Space Wolves episode, but also to bring it up here is there's a part in the book where essentially they give you a fluffy thing that says like, hey, if you guys are on the same side, I, someone should be the other side. Just call someone the other side is, is pretty much the wording. It's entirely a fluff rule. Um it's unfortunate because it means some stuff like this may or may not proc. And this was loyalist only. Go ahead. No, and that's what I was going to bring up literally right now. Um, I, I thought it was no. an actual rule, but instead it's like a kind of side blurb. But let's be honest, guys. I mean, this is one of those things where it's like 99% of the fucking time. <laughs> so this is not going to be an issue because a lot of these warlord traits um have you know if the opposing side is a traitor allegiance but if you're playing a friendly game and you're playing imperial fists and the other person's playing low a-list ultramarines then your warlord trade just doesn't do anything except for the extra reaction in what is any it any phase, phase? Yes. Uh, on the warlord unit only. yeah any phase oh. which is still good by the way it's still good but it doesn't do anything like you've lost half of your warlord trade so i think I, I, I'm again. I'm I'm almost certain that 99% of the people will do this. That when you're playing a game and you're both loyalist, and someone has a you know loyalist versus traitor thing or versus loyalist thing, the other side is the other thing. So that the warlord trade is fully. It sucks that it kind of has to be talked about beforehand. That's not an actual rule, 
but I'm almost 99% certain that no one is going to give you gripe about this. And if they do, listen, I'm going to be the kind of person that says, oh, okay, and I'll just pack up my things and find someone else to play. And that's not me being an asshole. That's not the kind of person well, I want to play. He, that's, I mean, here's that's, what I would say. Yeah. My thing would be, if, if the person doesn't want to make that allowance, potentially fine, but then you can pick a different warlord trait. I'm not going to lock you into something that you're not going to get your bonus of. Yeah, but how about if the warlord trait is something you build, you you took your army, you brought the army to the store, and this is your warlord trait because you kind of built it amongst the warlord trait, and now he's saying choose a different one. I don't know if I've one. seen a warlord trait yet that I would say you build an army around. This one has like plus one. Oh, yes. So let's say they, they exist. They exist. Salamanders. This is looking far yeah. forward. Salamanders oh, cool. specifically restricts your army composition based on your warlord trait. Oh, is, okay. Does that one require? So warlord traits are absolutely part of. Um, list I writing. agree, they're part of list writing. I agree with all of that. No, but, but but like they're 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 a fixed element. They're not mutable between games. No, no, I I I agree with all of that. That's fine. But there's also an immutability to certain things, like in this of if you don't have it. So I would say one of two things: either you just take the whole thing, just do the warlord trait, don't care about what it says otherwise, that you're one thing or another, or switch a warlord trait at the time being as needed. I say you, you should let a person do one or the other if it's not going to be advantage. Oh, you're saying do both, like either or. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, so if, if there's going to be a reason yeah, why no, just... it wouldn't work well to keep the warlord trait because you know i don't want to speak for uh everyone then switch it you know have, have yeah. that sort of thing but so let's let's i'm gonna work i'm gonna work under the assumption that most people wouldn't care i like this warlord trait <laughs> so you get plus one weapon skill um when locked in combat um with the enemy it's just a flat plus one weapon skill to you in the unit that's amazing that um, and uh, for people who haven't really played 30k yet or just getting new, the weapon skill chart change from 1.0 to 2.0 was extremely massive. Most of 1.0, you almost always hit on a 4, even if the person was higher than you. I think it was up to double plus 1 was yep. when it, it's uh, double plus 1 was, so if you were weapon skill 4, someone was weapon skill 9, that's when you hit on a 5, right? Stuff like that. You always hit on a 4 mostly. Now, if someone's weapon skill 4 and you're, and, you know, you're weapon skill 5, they're hitting you on 5s. So the ability to grant your entire unit plus one weapon skill, um, which is funny too, because I think you said Phalanx Warders are weapon skill five, Steve. Um, they get a bonus when they get charged, and they go to so now, yeah. So if they get charged, and you have him, let's say they get charged with an elite unit. Normally, they're weapon skill five. Having your warlord in that unit, they're weapon skill six when they get charged, which is can absolutely swing the combat. Um, so I like this trade a lot, and you have, you can pick and choose. When you want to have your additional reaction, which is yeah. excellent, that's that's amazing. Well, should, for the warlord, every unit phase only. is a pretty the good other key feature. But that's, that's true, true, but it's still good. Like you're not limited to movement, shooting, oh, no, no, or I, assault. I, I you agree. Know what I mean, I, I'm saying that part yeah. is very good, but this is one of the few that tells you who takes the reaction. You can take it at any point, but it is very only true. that very unit, true. so it's important uh, distinction to make. Oh, no, no, very no, true. No, no, you don't have to apologize. No, for yeah, that, I, so I do like, yeah. No, so I do like, but I say, I do like this warlord trait. Absolutely like it. But again, that's working under the assumption that, you know, when you play someone, they're the traitor. Yeah, I the think enemy. that's a fair assumption to make because, you know, even in 
you know, organized play. I'll put it that way. The game is meant to be a lot more of, you know, open discussion and more collaborative. So yeah, just take your bonuses. There's no reason not to. Yeah, really. All right. Uh, Steve, do you care which one of the other two? I mean, it's all, all the right. same to uh, me. I'll take the next one because I'm looking at why not. Uh, Warden of Inwit. Inwit's the plan he's from, yes? Okay. Yep. Well, yep. Okay, yes. Yeah. It was another death world, actually. So, when within six inches of an objective or inside their own deployment zone, a warlord with the trait and any of the models that he joins will pass automatically pass any morale checks or opinion checks they're called to make. In addition, they get an extra reaction in the opposing player's assault phase as long as he's alive. Um, if we work under... Oh, what I will say for that first warlord trait, that is assuming your own army is loyalist, though. Assume your enemy's army is whatever you want to get your bonuses. But assuming oh, you guys are doing loyalist, oh, what I would say, though, is if you're doing loyalist imperial fists, which non-loyalist non imperial fists seem really wrong to me, yeah, that's a really I, weird hey, one. Hey, do what you want, but that that feels wrong. They call, that they, was a weird one. They call them Black Templars because they're not <laughs> loyal to the Great Crusade or that's the Imperial They're loyal truth. to the Emperor. That's very true. They no, 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 no. So, so the re, way you see the Imperial Truth is no, no. Um, I, I know they were, the, they were one of the first. Ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so for those at home who aren't like you know neck deep in horse heresy lore, <laughs> the Great Crusade is about spreading you know, the human empire reuniting humanity and uniting them under the imperial truth, which essentially states there are no gods. Mankind alone has the right to own the galaxy. And, you know, science is supreme of all, basically. It's like the way it kind of works out. The Black Temple, well, Sigismund specifically, decides that he's going to read Lorgar's book, the Lictitio Divinatus, and he says, yes, this is great. The emperor is a god. Which is a straight up, it, it, it's heresy. It's a betrayal of the ideals of the Great Crusade. So, if you want to play a trade with Imperial Fists, just field Sigismund. He went, uh, he went Manifest Destiny rather than Secular Manifest Destiny, which is what the Emperor wanted. Um, so yep. let's assume that you're loyal. And fun fact, hmm? Dorn, yeah, I was like, Dorn even warned him not to do this, which I always find absolutely hilarious. Norton was like, please don't do this. And his men's like, fuck you. <laughs> and I found that to be the funniest thing. Um, what I will say is, if you're playing them as loyalist, I, I would never take this one over probably Solar Marshall or maybe something else. Maybe if I'm like shooting units and all, and my warlord's going to be back in a unit, I don't know, with like a bunch of last can guys, something crazy like yeah. that, sure. But I... Or maybe because it's objectives, it's not bad. At least you know you're never going to run. But I'd rather a better chance at cutting you down and winning the combats rather than just not running when I lose. Well, that's the thing. Because you also get the extra assault phase reaction. You are more likely to win because you could take away charging True. bonuses. Or you could gun them down before they reach you. So this is a great defensive. I'm gonna hunker down this objective. Fucking try and take it from you. That's yeah. what this one's good for, and it, it plays great against Iron Warriors because they love to throw pinning around. Yeah. Oh 
Oh yeah. I haven't seen much pinning. I know it's out there. I haven't seen too much of it. So maybe that part would make a difference. The morale test, like I said, is nice. Oh, when we play a game, you'll learn. (laughs) Yeah. It's people are taking snipers. I've already got snipers. It's It's been a little bit. It's been fine. Um, Yeah. And most, most missions use objectives. So that's useful. I just, I like the other one a good bit more because I feel like it's, it's giving you tools to win where this one is giving you tools not to lose. But, that, hmm. that's me okay. that's it i like that i'm gonna steal that <laughs> i'm gonna steal that for my class <laughs> be talking about some ancient that's battle good, of some crap you're gonna spill put that on the sixth no graders. but i like that instead of giving you tools to win it gives you tools not yeah. to lose i like that a lot yeah. i it's mean a really good, it's, it's really a trope phrase. it's a trope yes. that comes up a lot actually no, that's just, just a good phrase all right how about how about this architect of devastation yeah name. all right the architect of dev oh, architects engineers are better i'm sorry all right architects of devastation this warlord and all models that are imperial fists within a unit he joins so a mixed unit does benefit but only the imperial fists within the unit get it so if you like mm, alien virtual yeah. whatever yeah um they can re-roll fail to hit rolls of one as long as the unit is entirely within area terrain that grants a cover save or with embarked within a fortification in addition, you get an extra shooting phase reaction as long as the guy's not dead. This, oh my god, yeah, this is great. Throw him in a heavy support squad, and you could have auto cannons or assault cannons that hit on twos, reroll ones. Yeah. That said, this is also real great bait for my favorite warlord trait from the Iron Warriors that removes the piece of terrain's cover save and makes it dangerous, which is done after yeah. deployment. So I'm definitely not baiting people to taking this one. No, never. That wouldn't be fun. That wouldn't be uh, the, the no, fun like... way to play the game. Um. Oh, but it's absolutely the fluffy true. way to play the game. That is true. That's one spot where beating someone's face in makes sense. Uh, but no, like this is this is a good trait. Um, I mean, you're gonna have cover on your board. Uh, if you don't know if there's gonna be cover. Spend fifty points on an Aegis defense line, and now you got cover. What? Um, actually, no, because a- actually Aegis defense no. lines will not work because Aegis defense lines are obstacles, not yeah. area terrain. You got to find a, a ruin to hunker down in, or or a forest. But even then, like you're gonna find those pieces of terrain, and it's any one on the table that you happen to find yourself yeah. within. So this Most... is great. Reroll ones yeah. is no joke. Especially on weapons that you hit on twos. Um, yeah. Or weapons that get hot. And you're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't want to get hot. So throw in a plasma gun squad, roll up in a rhino, hop out into some terrain, and just light something Most up. Most terrain in the game grants cover when when you can stand on it, essentially. And, and if you're playing in such... Or when you're obscured true, by 25%. Yes. If you can't get those two things, I don't, I don't want to play on the board you're on if you can't get like a unit to be able to have those planet hold on 40k has this term for this um planet bowling ball you're supposed to play the game with ter- you're supposed to play that game with terrain as well and gw did give out good ways to set up terrain there but you're supposed to play with terrain play with terrain you should have some of this um you're taking with that assumption you know you want to be able to use your warlord traits so that's good though. I like this one better than the second one. I think I still like the first one more, but that's just me. 
The first what? one's good if you have a close combat yes. unit. Most people say, do, I, just yeah, because say, they love their big yeah. flashy combat warlords rolling and around. And for me, because I know all some of the ornaments, I, I think because Solarite gauntlets are, oh my god. Oh, they've always been good, but just punching at the but strength of a fucking railgun. Architect Devastation is a really good trait. What you do? You throw, you throw this yeah. on a unit, and it's a heavy bolter squad. Now they're all hitting on twos, re-rolling ones. Just catch these bolts. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Or throw them on a... Hold on. Um... What were we talking about? Auto, was it auto cannons last time? Yeah, uh, auto cannons. Punks, yep. like a unit of auto cannons. They hit on twos, rerolling ones. Yeah, no, it's a good. All of them are good. I have really no problem with any of these. I, they, they're all really. And they're really very good. different what they do. So you can you can tailor towards yes. what you want to accomplish because you're gonna get very different feelings out of these. I will say that's kind of surprising because normally, you know, I know we kind of called Space Wolves kind of you the ultramarines of, of 30k. The rest of us on this podcast said no such thing. No, but like these guys are also kind of vanilla. These guys as well are the vanilla with what they do. Not Space Wolves. Space Wolves are a bunch of guys, you know, who, who liked very particular things at parties and have a very particular look to them. But I would not call them vanilla. These guys are vanilla. We went through like half of their stuff in four oh. minutes earlier like you get this bonus you have this nice and even reaction nothing special just a nice even reaction yeah. your warlord traits oh they cover a little bit of everything should i <laughs> mention now should i mention the one right of war i was talking about or should i wait for that unit once we nah. talk about the unit then talk Don't about mention it. it no one no one needs to know no one needs to know <laughs> once once we talk about the unit steve's like please yeah, we'll talk about the unit. Okay. Yeah, that's what but I'm thinking. First, too. we're okay. going to go to the armory. Now, Dan, I know you've requested not to do the first yes. thing. So I will take the first yes. one since you specifically requested not to. Um, that's <laughs> that's okay. I, I got the book here in front of me. <laughs> um, so this is the Vigil Storm Shield. Any model with that's both an Imperial Fist and an independent character rule that does not have a unique unit subtype, so can't give it to a named character. May take a Vigil Storm Shield for 20 points. Additionally, any model that is an Imperial Fist with a... Sorry, special, sorry, Imperial Fist special rule in a Legion Tartarus Terminator squad or a Legion Tartarus Command squad may exchange a Combi Bolter for a Vigil Storm Shield for 15 points. So your independent characters can take it and people in Tartarus, essentially Tartarus squads or Tartarus Command squads, if they get rid of their Combi Bolters can. Any model with the Legion of Stardis, uh, Imperial Fist Special Rule, and a Legion Cataphracti Terminator Squad or a Command Squad may exchange their Combi Bolter for 10 points. So, if you're an independent character or you're in Terminator's type armors, the main ones out of the book, none of this weird, you got giant ugly shoulder pad armors, but otherwise, you can take these for various points costs. A model with a Vigil Storm Shield gains a 3-up invulnerable save. The invulnerable save granted by it does not stack with any others. It can't be modified, so it's always a three-up um, by any other special rule. If a model has an invulnerable save, then the controlling player must choose one to use. Um, and a uh, model with a Vigil Storm Shield may never gain an additional attack for being armed with two close combat weapons or make attacks using a weapon with two-hand special rule. They have to always have their shield in their hand. Um, yes. I mean, going to a three-up invul save is really, really good. Um, on your care, on your on your independent care. <laughs> now, I haven't looked at some of their some of the weapons. At all 
Actually, they only have one special weapon. I like it on there. I like it on your independent characters because the three up invul. There's been plenty of times when on my four up invul on my say my praetor and someone hit me with a weapon that's going to double me out and you're just you're hoping 50 50 20 points to give me that extra plus one feels worth it it feels like it'll save me a good bit um the other units useful i would just have some concerns okay. on on the off bat just on a quick cursory glance of the extra points that you're throwing in on like a five man or a little bit above but on bigger ones you start going to really start throwing points at them Though it is exceedingly strong, you would have to build in, you know, some buffer of points for if you want to slap, say, you got like seven Tartaros and you want to slap this on them because now, now you're starting to talk about units worth. Oh, oh, you don't, you Hold don't on. have to equip the entire. Oh, very true. Though. Yeah, you could have, you could yeah. have two guys with the shields to take right. the big Didn't hit, absorb shit, and yeah. then have the other guys to dish out damage. Or that's what I would do. The little thing. Right, like, yep. oh, I'm hit. I'm hit by bolters. All right, the lightning claw guy could take this one. Oh, I'm being hit by las cannons. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the three. Yeah, you're right. I did. Yeah. Or if you're on anti dreadnought, if you are on anti dreadnought duty, yeah, that's I didn't notice that it was any. I, I said it, but it, it didn't tell me that's any. Yeah, the fact that it's any, I would probably swap in two. Take my unit, assuming it's a unit of like maybe two for every five, because then I can. I have the ability to withstand also, what I need. Hmm? This is this is this is really good too because on Tartaros Terminators, they jump from a five up to a three, a three up. up. That's a two point bump. And I know I'm jumping ahead, but they can also take the the power gauntlet, which is it, that paired with the power gauntlet is kind of the wombo combo you want. Um, yeah, so that's why I, I see this. So this paired with like the power gauntlet. It, interdisperse between the squad definitely something i would do definitely yeah yeah i, I would yeah. i would still only do a few because you are going to start getting up points wise especially in the moment when we talk about the gauntlet because you have to be replacing power fists which is something you have to be purchasing on all these models as well so your costs are going to start going up but yeah i would i honestly my just without trying it out i would probably go two for five Every five models, I want to take two of these. And yeah, these are the ones who are going to be taking the save versus Contemptors or when I get smacked with a last cannon. All right. Uh, Steve, did you want to do the teleport strike? Because I, I think Dan's, you know, going to go insane if he doesn't get take, the gauntlet. I think teleport strike. Oh, yeah, the gauntlet. I don't know. A teleport strike's right up his alley, too, but I'll take it. I'll take it. So the teleport yeah, strike. Alley, honestly, I was gonna say <laughs> this is a very straightforward upgrade. All models that are Imperial Fists that are in a Cataphractic Terminator squad, a Tartaros Terminator squad, a Cataphractic Command squad, or a Tartaros Command squad may be given Deep Strike for twenty-five points per unit. Um, independent characters may be given Deep Strike for twenty points per model. Love it. This is good Amazing. yep because this edition you can assault out a deep strike mm -hmm. terminators are extremely durable models they could they could survive a little bit of reaction fire and be perfectly fine coming out of it um lots of people coming from 40k assume even last edition for years people that never actually like focused on this might have missed it Terminators do not get deep strike by default in Horus Heresy. 
being, being able to deep strike them is so huge because it, it overcomes one of the biggest weaknesses of half the Terminators, and that is the fact that they cannot run. This solves the mobility issue very, very nice. Now, and deep yeah. strike pins. What, it causes pinning checks. Which what I was going to really ask you to thing. do, if you could take a second, could you explain how deep strike works? I haven't used it yet, honestly. Okay. Yes, I can. So, um, I'll cover reserves as mm -hmm. a whole super fast because it, it only makes sense as part of that whole. But essentially, you could put units into reserves. Um, anybody in a drop pod is organized into what's called a drop pod assault. Anyone in a drill is in what's called a subterranean assault. Um, anyone that's outflanking forms an outflanking assault. Um, death storm drop pods form what's called an area denial drop. Um, and then units that could deep strike are organized into deep strike assault. Um, all those different categories, all your units that deploy with that method are grouped together. And you make one roll to see if the entire thing shows up. On turns two and three, you roll. You need a three up to bring them in. Turn four, they arrive automatically. Um, for Deep Strike and the other ones that are similar to Deep Strike, what you do is you pick one model in one of the units, and you place it on the board, and you scatter it 2d6 inches. If you have a Nuncio box that can see the location, that does let you re-roll the entire roll. Um, so long as that model finishes its scatter, outside of one inch of any enemy models and impassable terrain, you then deploy the rest of that unit with incoherency, and you roll a die. On a two or higher, by default, um, it's an orderly assault, and the controlling player, i.e. you, gets to place the remainder of the units within the assault within, I want to say it's 12 okay. inches of the first unit. It might only be six, but I think it's 12. Um, and then after that, after all those come in, then your opponent takes all of their units within six inches of one of your units that just deep struck, and they take a pinning test for every single one of those units. Then after the pinning test, if they are not pinned, they may make um, a interceptor reaction to it, but only interceptor reactions, which is essentially shoot back. And if so, you have an augury scanner, you could do the reaction without using up your reaction points at all, and it doesn't even count towards the max three reactions in a phase. Okay. Um, now, if you happen to roll a one, it's a disordered deep strike, and your opponent places the other units within range of the first unit. If you happen to scatter into a place you can't go, your opponent places the entire thing in a legal position within 18 inches of the intended to, of uh, where you scatter to. So you get too close, you end up being bumped to a disadvantageous position. Um, it's an extremely powerful rule, and there's a few ways to counter it. I don't know if you want to get into that right now, but that, okay. that's basically deep strike. All deep striking units drop together, they pin stuff, and you can charge afterwards, which is huge. So you deep strike, you scatter one model, deploy the unit, deploy the other units, and then you can shoot and charge as normal. The enemy has to do pinning checks. So you could deep strike, like, you know, 10 inches away, and daisy chain your models up to be 2 inches away, and have a 2-inch charge coming out of deep strike. It's insanely good. 
No, that is very good. Um, most I wanted you to go through it because I know at least me, I'm not as familiar with it because I haven't had to use it. And I can see in this, yeah, that's the when I was playing smaller, like 1500 point games, and obviously so, not bringing yeah. my Spartan and all, my Cataphracti always had the problem of they're walking and they're very slow. And if you're not wanting to get close to them, um, with you know, your heart hitting you or something like that, it's very tough to get them in. Something like this, yeah, for 25 points. I, I would absolutely want to be taking that on units. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, no, it, it's absolutely massive. I should point out you, that what Steve, is talk, what Steve is talking about is Deep Strike Assault. You could do a normal Deep Strike. Nope. No, that changed, Dan. Oh, there you could is, do There's no more normal wait, Deep wait. Strike. Wait. All so Deep on. Strikes there's must be formed put, into an Assault. What? So there's either... So there's Outflank and Outflank Assault. Nope. There's only outflank assault. That's not true. You can a normal outflank. Nope. I'm gonna pull it up my book right. Where one to two, you get one side. Three to four, you get another side. Don't make me open your book, book open. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. I already started. No, there's there's absolutely. God damn it! Now I gotta figure because I know it's not in the special rules either. That's weird. It should totally be in special rules. Okay, I'll put it this way. Outflank, page 244. Outflank. A unit made entirely models with a special rule may perform a flanking assault. That's what that is. It lets you do an assault. If we go to Deep Strike. Do, do, do. Um, deep Strike. Deep Strike. A unit made of models entirely with this rule may perform a Deep Strike assault. There's only assaults now, Dan. They changed that from the playtest docs. Oh, man. Oh, man. I literally read it verbatim from the book for you. There are only assaults, and you only get one of each kind of assault unless you have a special rule or right of war telling you you could do multiple. All right. While Dan, uh, while he looks, so you're, you're finding that your beliefs have crumbled around you, aren't you? Yep. Yes. Now you know so, how Lorgar felt. <laughs> Yeah, wait, hold on. So now, stupid question. You you don't have you know what I'm talking about, right? The the one to two one side, nope. three to four another side, oh, five so, to two choose. Okay, okay, I'll cover that super fast, just so we could move on from this yeah. point. Um, what you do is before the first turn, you place a marker on one table edge. It's any table edge. Um, when you arrive, you roll to see if it's orderly or not. If it's orderly, you could adjust the marker six inches and you walk on from the point. You literally walk from the point. Um, if you roll a one. Your opponent can move it up to 24 inches, I think. Off the top of my head, it could be off on that number. But your opponent moves it, and then you walk on. And it's extremely easy to block an outflank by just physically putting models in the way. So outflanks are extremely dangerous. I do not recommend You were right that. on the 24, but yeah. Yep. Huh. Well, hey, you learned something, Dan. Yeah. Huh. And you could fire blasts in reactions and Overwatch, just to really grind in the. This is not your uh, your granddad's edition of Heresy. Yeah, no, no, yeah, <laughs> that is okay. I have been thoroughly yeah. chastised. <laughs> I, I I have been thoroughly chast right. chastised. I love it. Redeem yourself <laughs> by talking about these gauntlets. Oh, the gauntlets are so good. Um, let me let me close Keep my book open. real quick. 
So the gauntlets, my favorite, probably my favorite weapon in all of Horus Heresy. Mostly one because the custodians let the Imperial Fizz get this weapon. Um, so the Solarite powered gauntlet can essentially uh, be given to uh, or given to someone as an exchange for their power fist for an additional plus five points. Um, or you can exchange it for uh, it for a thunder hammer for free. Or the, the thunder hammer can be exchanged for a fist for free. It's a power weapon in all regards. So, which <laughs> just changed completely, by the way, from version one, which is why I'm so excited. So, it is a melee weapon. It is strength 10 AP 1 unwieldy. Now, what changed, by the way, from uh, first uh, edition was that it used to be mastercrafted and only times two strength. So it was like a mastercrafted power fist. Who gave a shit? Now, it's just strength 10 AP 1. You are literally punching a towel. You basically have towel rail guns on your fists. <laughs> it's cheap enough to do, and it's amazing, it, in my it's, opinion. For a lot of units, it's the same cost as a chain fist. Because usually chain fists are five more points yeah. than a power fist. And honestly, right. Yep. So here's the debate. Now, this is not yeah. viable for every unit. But many units have power fists have the choice between for the same points, the Solar Gauntlet, the Thunder Hammer, and the Chain Fist. So, Would you take I, this over a Thunder Hammer? So, I'm going to say yes. Because a Thunder Hammer's Strength 8 AP 2, but brutal. This, because it's plus 2 more strength, allows you to penetrate a vehicle. Like, I'll put it right now. I have literally punched Land Raiders to death because of my Power Gauntlet. That that's literally what it is. If I can literally crack open a land raider because of its strength and its AP value, because remember a thunder hammer is only AP two and its strength eight. Sure, it's brutal, but for that I'll just take chain fists because that'll do better against um, dreadnoughts. And also, I think thunder hammers no, it, are more points. As you can right? swap it out for, for so no, power fist is same, same same as the solar, right? Yeah. Oh, same as the solar. Okay. Yeah, so that's just my. I would take so in like if I had to like rank, right? I would put chain fist probably first, then solarite, then thunder hammer. In my I opinion, think, I think I agree. Um, solarite is it, it? Don't get me wrong; it's very good. Being strength ten is great. What what you find, at least what I found so far, that plus two additional strength, though nice, isn't used quite as often as i would think because if you're going against something in a marine body he is probably doubled out on eights alone there are some things that require fives sure but probably doubled out on eights alone okay so the additional plus two strength is nice but against heavier vehicles i'd rather have the armor bane because on the two dice I'm more likely to get above a two, therefore more likely to be above a strength 10, essentially. The AP one is is better, but it's not doing me any good if I'm going against, say, uh, you know, a land raider on 14. If, if I can't get fives and sixes, I don't care if I'm AP one. It doesn't do me a thing. But on two dice, I'm much more likely to get those pens to either potentially get the results I want or at least to be crippling it. Um, But it is very good. Huh? I think it's the same, isn't it? Wait, it's the same. So strength, eight, so chain fist is uh, on a standard marine. Yeah, it doubles right? it, but let's assume uh, on a standard marine. Yeah. So so yeah. So two d six on average is a seven. 
That's yeah. a 15, right? Which is a penetrate versus, yes. oh, yeah, you yeah. do need you're, a 5. You're more likely you're right. with oh, yeah, that yeah. on average dice. Yeah. Now, if your dice are hot, you're much more likely on the chain fist to get it. But overall, you're, you're more likely to actually be able to pen vehicles. You just don't hurt them as much because you're not the AP1. I feel like ironically, this would be also be better. Okay, so okay. I feel like ironically, this would be better against Leviathans. Yes, it is better Leviathans against Leviathans. Leviathans are toughest eight, so yes. you have to re-roll. Yeah, so you have to re-roll your. You, you can re-roll your wounds against the Leviathan versus this, which just wounds on twos. Wound on twos. Yeah. Is wounding on twos is better than better. wounding on a four re-roll. Yeah. Um. I, so, like I said, it's not an automatic take. I still think it's better than Thunderhammers. I'd still put Chain Fist above. But I definitely put sour, Power Gauntlet's definitely second, in my opinion. What do you think, Steve? So, Power Gauntlets are great once Toughness yeah. 5 starts entering the scene, or if you yeah. face Battle Hardened a lot. Oh, true. Because now you're instant deathing Toughness 5, which is a nice step. Or if you're fighting a Legion, <clears throat> the Sons of Horus, um, <laughs> that lowers your strength, you're still swinging at strength 9, which means. Guess what? You're instant deathing their Marines. Um, their thing is they subtract um, strength from attacks on the first round of close combat against them. So this is a nice counter to that. I think this is a great piece of war gear. And the units that cannot take um, Chain Fists and Thunder Hammers, this is an excellent pick if you have the point spare. If not, you're not going to feel like you lost the game by not having this. But if you got five points, which you could usually find, this is not a bad upgrade to a power fist. Agreed, yeah. Um, a, a little bit of a mixture, depending on what your squad's doing, a little bit of a mixture is not necessarily bad either. Some chain fists with potentially one or two of these as well. Because, yeah, if, if toughness five becomes a thing or near you is a thing, th this wins, absolutely wins out. But if it's not, and right now, I, I always make the assumption we're starting off, we have a giant box, and then we've had some other releases. That's what people are working with. So from that... You strength eight will get you your job done. All right. Um, does anyone in particular care about this fancy assault cannon? I do. Okay. I Go do because it. it's insulting. So the Ilias assault cannon. The assault cannon's a shared piece of war gear that both the Imperial fists and the Blood Angels have access to, and they follow very similar rules as to where you could take it. Um, Imperial Fists that are infantry may exchange any heavy flamer they have with an assault cannon for 10 points. Straightforward. A Legion Predator tank that's an Imperial Fist can exchange a turret-mounted Predator cannon for a turret-mounted twin-linked assault cannon for no additional points cost. Not a bad change. Any model with the Dreadnought or Vehicle type they exchange a heavy flamer for an assault cannon for 20 points each. That one's yeah. a little pricey. But we'll, 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 we'll get into what you know the assault cannon does. So it's range 24, strength 6, AP 4, assault 4, rending 6 up, malfunction. Which just means that when you're doing a reaction attack, the weapon gets hot. Why is this such an insanely strong pick? Why is it 20 points each upgrade? Because it's an auto weapon. 
which means you'll be hitting on twos. It's also assault, so you could walk with it, shoot it, and assault it with any model. This is an amazing pick. You could run a five-man heavy support squad with assault cannons for 150 points, I think. Yeah. And they just walk up. Um, there's seven, uh, seven inch walk, shoot out 24 inches, so 31 inch threat range, four shots a model, hitting on twos, rending on sixes, or wounding on twos on regular Marines. It's an insanely good firebase to have. And its downsides got um, downgraded from the previous edition. So it's even better than it was. And the reason I keep saying this is insulting is that Blood Angels also get this weapon, but they're not hitting on twos with it. They're better in their own way. They're their own type of special. Um, yeah, because look, I wouldn't put this on my Dreadnought because my Dreadnought, I'd probably just rather have, you know, like the Carries Assault Cannon if I want an Assault Cannon because it has more shots and the assault part doesn't really matter at all to me, and I don't want to malfunction. Well, oh, you're missing something, though. It's not an arm swap. It's the oh, underslung weapon. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, because you're the changing the heavy flamer. So you could have... Oh. A, yep, so you could have double power fist with double assault cannon underslung. <laughs> Why choose? Well, you could have both. Um, that is true. I am Bertman. <laughs> it, it's it's very expensive. It's expensive, but I mean, it, yeah. there, there's a reason it's expensive. As a matter of fact, I'd say that might be the one properly costed Contemptor build. Mm, yeah, I would agree. It, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, honestly, it's not even bad to build Contemptor that way because you're only looking at um, we have to upgrade to heavy flamers. Which is, I what, think it's five points each. Uh, is I it believe only five? so. No, I nice. can check. Um, veteran squads, I think, have access to heavy flamers. I'll check that too since I'm in that section of the book. Um, obviously, your terminators yeah. can take it. I mean, I kind of like it on the heavy support squad. Yeah, vet so veter veterans can take it, heavy support squads can take it, terminators can take it. Um, yeah the the built in the built in heavy flamer is five points on a contemptor. Okay, so for a hunt, sorry, for two hundred and twenty five points, you could have a contemptor running around throwing out eight shots and then punching you four times, five on the charge. That's really good. The biggest issue with the double dock of dread is that you don't have any melee potential, and this weapon just solves that for you entirely. Now, there's also the funny build of the Burt Predator, where you have the spontan heavy flamers become assault cannons, and then you add a pintle-mounted heavy flamer and you make that an assault cannon, and the auto cannon becomes a twin-linked assault cannon. So now you have four assault cannons, one of them is twin-linked, all just throwing out dice. It's funny. Um, it will kill things. I think on average it will kill a Land Raider. But you're also spending that many points for a much softer platform. Um, but th this is a nice piece of work here. This one is good. Um, it, it definitely can run you up points very quickly. I understand why they they, they want it to be consistent. So that's why it's flip, uh, switching out Heavy Flamers and all like that. But like 
on the dreadnought you have to upgrade to get to the heavy flamer then upgrade for this they could have just made it a cost but i understand why they did it it gives a nice consistency to it but no this is a good weapon i like this i like it more honestly i like it on the heavy support squads i like it on there and a, a squad of those guys like i said walking forward getting to 24 inches and then just firing down range definitely definitely a solid pick um yeah um who wants to cover the castellan because this this is one that i wouldn't mind no, covering. Could do it, I could this, did the assault can one of the other people have a chance take it no 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 it's okay because I'll, I'll just tear it apart okay okay so you want to know what makes imperial fists probably one of the most abusive armies <laughs> in the game it's it's, it's, it's it's this guy right here <laughs> so any legion centurion I want to make this very clear because I have had no less than three Imperial Fists players ask me this question in my local area alone. When it says a Legion Centurion, it means the guy in power armor, artificer armor. It does not mean the Terminator. So I just want to clarify that right here, right now. Not the Terminators. But any Legion Centurion that is an Imperial Fist may be upgraded to a Castellan for 20 points. What this does is it gives you. Um, the fire support special rule and the heavy subtype. Heavy subtype, straightforward. You can't run. You lose an inch on reaction movements, but you get to reroll saves against blast. Fire support. When making an attack with the heavy weapon, a castle may increase the number of attacks made with that weapon by one. Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> no downside, you just get an extra shot. But wait, there's more. In addition, any legion heavy support squads in the same detachment gain the line subtype. Not his unit. He doesn't give his unit line. He gives every heavy support squad in that detachment line. Yuck. So you said you liked support squads with assault cannons. How do you like them also I, being I kind of wish I had that. I would have if their contemporary right. would have been better looking. It wasn't. You and everyone else. Um, so yeah, all that is 20 points. And you get a heavy bolter as well. You just gain a heavy bolter, by the way. You don't give up one of your defaults. So you have a heavy bolter, a power fist, and uh, something else. Oh, wait, nope, never mind. I, I spoke too soon. He doesn't give up weapons. He just gains a heavy bolter for free. Or he could upgrade to an auto cannon for 5 points, or an assault cannon for 10 points. I like my assault cannons hitting on ones and being blind. Um, and he gets an extra shot, don't forget, so that auto cannon could be shooting three shots instead of two. Or is it four instead of three? I know the bolter goes from four to five. Forget the assault cannons, uh, auto cannons default dice count, but it's good. Yeah, you're it's not even really taking good, it for right? that. You're taking it for making line. Um, so he gets the weapons. Yeah, the only restrictions on his war gear. Or that he cannot have a jump pack, or a bike, or a combat uh, jet bike. He cannot have a combat shield, which doesn't do anything anyway, so why would you take it? He cannot have a boarding shield. He's already heavy, so why would you take it? The downsides are he cannot have a power fist, a solarite power gauntlet, lightning claws, or any two-handed weapons. But he can still have a power sword. This is, a, this is an insanely strong pick. It's it is probably one of the biggest force multipliers in the game. 
because it just spills to yeah. up to three it's... other units. Yep. You can just spam scoring units. Yeah. With long range guns. Everyone else is like, oh man, you know, my 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 long range unit is the recon squad with the sniper rifles and you know it's an extra 10 points a guy. There's only five guys and this and that. So, oh, yeah, you know, I just have some last cannons parked here. I'm um, taking pot shots across the board and they control the objective. Good yeah. luck taking it. Put him in there. Put your warlord in there. Reroll once to hit because why not? It's like, for, it's so good. For for the consolaris so that we've looked at good. so far, as well as the consolaris that I've seen going forward, this is one of the best because it is cheap. Some of the other ones are are good but maybe a lot of times can be a little bit more he's cheap and if you're wanting to take heavy support squads if you're fine doing that he gives you a huge bonus if you're not taking them don't bother with it but this guy's really good especially if you weren't gonna work if you were taking um maybe a different right of war that doesn't give out a lot of line or makes things count as troops but doesn't give them line here's a way to get your scoring units if it's not coming from your tax squads so maybe you still maybe you're not trying to run three tax squads and three of these maybe i run three of these i have maybe a tax squad and my right of war gives me these other guys for something else well okay i have my scoring units then uh, no, I, I like this if it wasn't yellow and they had a better looking contemptor maybe yeah. that's that's my problem with them. All right. Um, are we good with uh, Are we good with that uh, fancy man? All right. I think so. Oh, that moves us on to the first of the units. These guys have actually very, very few units, so this will go really, really quick from here. They yeah, are, the but, and are that's really fine. Good, but though, they're, so. they're they're short, so go pretty <laughs> fast. Um. If anyone, no one cares, I can take the Templar Brethren to start. Sure. Yeah, take the Templars. I'll Go take the, uh, wait, where's the Terminator ones? Yeah, it's okay. in the PDFs. Yeah, it's we'll do PDFs. book and then we'll go oh, to it's in the PDF. Uh, yeah, PDF. I'll take them. I'll take the Husky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take All right, Husky. So these are the Templar <laughs> Brethren. It's 150 <laughs> points. They are standard move ballista skill weapon skill toughness they're uh, sorry uh, ballista skill strength and toughness their weapon skill is five so the one better on that they're two wounds so closer to a veteran the leaderships are eight or nine for their leader the champion two up saves because these guys are an artificer armor um they have power swords and bolt pistols they have their grenades um they 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 because i said they have their leader they have furious charge one Furious charge is is that a plus an attack or an initiative? Plus strength. Plus Thank you. Okay. Strength. My apologies. I was wrong entirely. Was okay. So plus strength. So it puts them to strength five. Which for power swords is great because if you're one, they're weapon skill five. So assuming they're going against a standard unit. All right. Now I'm hitting on threes, and then if I'm plus one on that charge, well now I'm wounding on threes as well. So I'm actually cutting through space marines. And they have Crusader. What does Crusader do? Because I don't recall. Does anyone know? Yes. We covered this last episode for yeah, that one space yeah. They could re no, they roll two dice to take take the highest, which is better than a reroll. For two dice for take sweeping. the highest. Yes. On, okay, yes, um, I do recall that. Rolls. 
Um, they can take a Rhino or a Land Raider Proteus as they're dedicated transports. You can take out the five more, the 25 points a guy. You can take Melt-A-Bombs on the whole unit for a total of 25 points, which is a very nice option. Um, you can put combat shields on these guys. You, uh, so any model can exchange its bolt pistol for plasma pistols. So you could actually rock a few of those if you wanted to be able to uh, either in potentially instant kill some some targets or at least be able to hurt something a little bit heavier. Um, your champion can take Power Fist or you can take the Solarite Gauntlet. Um, on him, that's probably where I would take that. Your champion can take, one of the first times I've seen it, can actually take the Archaeotech Pistol and the champion can have one of his weapons become mastercrafted. So these are, are these essentially the guys that are going to end up becoming Templars? Is that the idea? Okay. That's what I thought. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. These are um, boys. So taking an overall look at them, I mean, they're base two attacks. They have power sword and bolt pistol, so they're going to have an extra one. So they're essentially base three. If they can get the charge off, now they're essentially looking at four. They're extra strength. They're better weapon skills. So to me, the, these guys are with their their base loadout. Because I, again, I worry about throwing too much and making them suddenly expensive. Like, yeah, if you want to go get something heavy, you could put a bunch of plasma pistols in there. But you're tacking on a lot of points, and I don't necessarily like that idea. But sending these guys to be your sort of mid-level hunters going against tax squads or other support squads, you know, maybe not like a Meltagon squad, but other support squads or other people's lower level elite type units. I really like the look of that. Like I wouldn't want to necessarily throw these guys against someone who also has a two up save because their base thing is going to help that. But to go against a unit that has a three up, these guys are going to do a lot of good against that, especially themselves being on two up saves because then they'll be able to survive out. Oh yeah. Absolutely, it's they a bullying unit. Yeah, it's a it's a bullying. Especially unit. with that that extra weapon skill. I mean, that upper weapon skill helps protect them. Um, I know. I know you got excited about the about the Archaeotech pistol, which is I would take that every time. Just yeah, because that's re right. it's rending three yes. up, and it's only five points, which is nice. Um, but what's more interesting yes. to me is that they could all melt the bombs. I yes. went through the entire Marine book, mm -hmm. like all the generic stuff the other day, just to find all the melted bombs. And they are shockingly sparse, this edition. Which is surprising, they probably by just the didn't way. want a lot of them. Yeah, because they used to be everywhere. I'm sure, I'm sure that was the choice. It's a little too convenient. Contemptors on the rise, melted bombs on the fall. Hmm. But yeah, no, like this, it's a unit that when it gets there, it's going to rock something. But it has to get there first. They have no uh, no base invulnerable, so they are going to get targeted by those you know strength eight attacks and those AP two attacks. Um, but you know, throw them in a land raider. I wouldn't put them in a rhino because you can yeah. disembark and charge afterwards. So I would just go straight for the land raider with these guys. Yeah, they're doing you absolutely no good if they're not charging. Yeah, good. You know. So yeah, I'd I'd put them if you're gonna take them in something, absolutely put them in the Proteus. Now you can get to a spot. You're gonna get out. You're not gonna fire your bolt pistols because you don't want to take the over. You don't want to take um the reaction back. Then you're gonna charge in on two up saves. As long as you're choosing the right target, you will make it in. 
pretty much all of them should make it in. And if you chose the right target, you'll be able to eat whatever you want to go after. And then that way you can start, I said, go hunt down scoring units. They're a great option for taking that out because then once you've taken out a few, who cares if these guys die? They still have to fight them because anyone who's not in a two-up save is going to get shredded. Uh, these, these guys are strong. I like them. All right, I agree. that takes us to the Phalanx Warder squad. Um, I guess I got this one since uh, yep. Dan really wants those terminators. The, the Huskarls are super right. cool. I'm totally taking them. So the Phalanx Warders. Um, it's a 10-man unit at 225 points. It's got the standard green stat line all the way across the board. They're all armed with bolters and bolt pistols and power axes and a boarding shield, frag grenades, crack grenades, breaching charges, power armor. So essentially, so far, they are just breacher marines. It's just a breacher squad, but they also have a power axe for an extra 70 points. But what else do they get? They get shield wall and lockstep. Going through those real fast. Shield wall. Mosley with boarding shields which are base contract with at least two other models with boarding shields, they're not falling back or pinned, get plus one to their invulnerable saves to a maximum of a three-up. Friendly models with the in character rule that join them also benefit from the rule so long as the unit contains at least three models with shield wall special rule. So your Praetor in this squad with his four-up base invul goes to a three-up, even if he doesn't have a shield, which is really nice. Like, already, it's a phenomenal unit, because one of the things about Breachers is that, yes, having a vulnerable save is nice, but it's, it's going to get chewed through. This is only a 5-up. Going to a 4-up is very nice. Lockstep. If unit contains at least three models with the lockstep special rule, and it's not locked in combat, all friendly models in that unit gain a bonus of plus one weapon skill for the duration of any assault phase in which the unit is, is successfully charged by one or more enemy units. So, you get charged, you get extra um, weapon skill, which means it's harder to get hit and easier to hit. So they're a great rock unit. Um, you know, for um, unit options, you can take up to 10 extra guys at 20 points a model. One in five could have a combi weapon, which is an interesting option. Um, a flamer, a melted gun, a plasma gun, or go all out on the close combat you can take a Thunder Hammer on one in five guys. Um, you can take a Vexilla, Nuncio Box. The Sergeant can have a Power Fist, Plasma Pistol, Thunder Hammer, or Power Gauntlet. The Sergeant can take Melta Bombs. So he can take Artificer Armor. And you also have the option to give the entire unit Melta Bombs for 50 points per unit. This is something that I sorely miss from the standard Breacher Squad entry. Because with so many contemptors running around, you wish you had melted bombs on squads. Um, you get charged by a contemptor. You're hitting it back on fours with nine melted bombs if you're still alive. That's insane. You are killing a contemptor. This is how you counter them, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you counter contemptor spam. Just spam the, the these. The one thing in their set. profile is their leadership is one better than a uh, standard marines because they're eight nine. Yeah. Otherwise, oh, they're the same, but they're I one missed, better. I missed that. I auto, I auto filled in. Well, yeah. 
which is which yeah which is absolutely useful because these guys want to stick yeah yep um other things they could do that other breachers can't do they could take a rhino I don't know if you, you realize this, but normal Breacher Marines cannot have a Rhino. They only get the Land Raider Proteus, which these guys also have, and the Termite, which these guys also have. And having a Rhino is actually huge for opening up options because it's a cheap unit to use to boost their mm-hmm. speed. Because the Rhino could go flat out, but yeah. these guys cannot run. So I would, without hesitation, take a 10 man yeah, squad of these the guys extra 35 and throw I thought you were all about not taking 10 mans. What the fuck? Wait a minute. <laughs> but they could go in a rhino, Dan. They could have a rhino. They could go so fast. I've been playing a lot of games with uh, my Breacher squad, and I was not enjoying them until I put them in a termite because the termite got some, you know, arrive from reserves up like the underminer from below the ground um, because that fixes their mobility issue. But it's 80 points, and I can't go to my game store and go, yes, yeah. I'd like to buy one Terminate Assault Drill, please. I can go, hey man, you got any of those rhinos in stock? And, and Everyone has rhinos. Yeah, and, and If you don't have rhinos, you could get rhinos. Easily. And this unit hand, doesn't care about hand, charging. They're better Forever. if they get charged. So they'd rather get up, stand out for a turn, potentially exactly. bolter some people down, go stand on the objective or, or just get themselves in the way and either you charge them, I get better and I shoot you coming in, or if not, maybe then I do charge you out because I do have, you know, Pyrex. I do have options. I could charge you still. And since I bolt pistol, I get that extra attack in the following yep. round. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, because you have the yeah, boarding shield. That. You have the boarding shield. Yep. True. Well, you have the thunder hammer option, which is phenomenal. I like the thunder hammer option a lot, if only because it means you now have some high strength weapons outside of challenges. Because you'll often find that your sergeant, the Thunderhammer, or the Power Fist is stuck in a challenge against a random sergeant or a random bodyguard, and he can't mow down units the way a Thunderhammer yep. can and put his full potential. This guy, he's just swinging and knocking stuff down. It's great. Like, But again, like, Melt-A-Guns also salt. Like, just everything about this unit is a good option. Yeah. I would oh, take absolutely. this. I would use this everywhere. And what's disgusting is that you absolutely can use this everywhere because rights of war let you do that. Um, it's normally fast attack. Oh, what well, rights of war? What makes it, it a troop? Got it. Yup. That's what I was and about to say. Because if you make them line, now I really like it. Yeah, so I should also. I also believe that right of war lets them re-roll their uh, invulnerable save. Yup. You could also. Um, a whole lot of nonsense. Oh, you could also upgrade any unit to deep strike, any infantry rather. So, so you can deep strike these guys too if you really roll want to. Their invul save. They get uh, if they have the deep strike rule, then they get shrouded when they're deployed. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at. Sorry, I mixed up rights of war. I was looking at Hammerfall. I mean, this is Hammerfall. This is Stone Gauntlet. But they Wait, also there also troops in Stone Gauntlet. So if you remember at the beginning of the podcast, I was talking yeah. about, hey, I kind of want to mention this right of war. Uh, and, 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 and Steve was like, please, no, dear God, uh, this is the right of war I wanted to mention. Uh, there's a specific right of war that might 
throw the power dynamic a little too far. Um, but the stone gall that essentially makes uh, your warden squadrons troop choices and line, right? Which is fine. That's oh, cool. hold on, hold on. There's more, Dan. Yeah. They also Wait. gained a heart of the legion. So oh, if oh my Jesus Christ! If they're <laughs> on the... <laughs> so that's the tac- that's the yeah. tactical squad rule for each soldier. What? No, no, six, six up. But it but it stacks with apothecary. Yeah, so with the four up. That's even what makes them powerful. Apparently, when uh, when you have a boarding shield and you're a coherency with at least two other models that fit this criteria, you get to re-roll all your failed and vulnerable saves against shooting attacks or attacks made in the fight sub-phase. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't run, charge, or sweep, but you stick a 10 20, base, I think 10 or 20, 20 man. Let me scroll down real quick. Can you take 20 man? Yeah, take a 20-man warder squad with an apothecary and put them on an objective, they will never fucking move ever again. Like, I don't you, know how to just, remove that squad. That's all other than instant deathing them. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's literally they become... Yes. Also, I think if they yeah, charge hammer with hammer of wrath, I want to say? Yeah, yeah hammer of wrath. Who gives a shit? Um, like, yeah, no. So yeah, re-rollable oh and vulnerable save with a six of feel no pain. Or a four of feel no pain if you get the <laughs> It's It's... Oh my god. That's why I did want to mention the right of war. Only for that reason, to be quite honest. It's so good. Because it's, it's, it's insane. The only downside is you have to use... You can't use any kind of alternate deployment schemes. But that's fine. You throw, I mean... You, you throw squads and rhinos and they just drive up, get out, bam. I'm here. What are you going to do about it? It's so good. It is so good. And yeah, no. This, this unit is just a good unit. And I think we can move on it's, from this abomination of rules writing. It's and, fun. Uh, oh, Dan. Dan. Yeah, the Huskarls. All right, so these guys are really cool, in my opinion. Um, so, on. So, Huskarls, the next unit. It's the Terminator Squad. They're from the, um, not the Legacies, yes. but the, the um, Exemplary two. Battles units. units. Yeah, yeah. From the update uh, the, document. The reason I like the Huskarls, I will point out a side note, is because they remind me of Custodia's header on guard. Uh, they're not as cool as them, but they, they remind me of what I can do with them. So the Huskarls are 275, so they are... I think that that's, is, that's about is that the, high, the, that's the high end points of for a the prices unit? for the unit of five in general. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we got in the higher, but I think it's the highest end. All right. Movements, they're in cataphract armor, so they're move six, weapon skill five, ballistic skill four, strength and toughness four, two wounds, initiative four, not that that matters in a second, uh, two attacks, leadership eight and nine, uh, and two up save, obviously, because they're cataphract they are armed with power weapons and a vigil storm shield. Um, they are stubborn, relentless, bulky to the iron bulwark, which we'll talk about in a second. The Huskal retinue, which I mean, let, I'll just wrench in that real quick. They're a retinue squad, um, <laughs> and they can deep strike natively. So we're gonna pull that now. Each additional Huskal yep. is fifty points a pop, which is. The, now the, I think that's, that's the highest the, edition. No, for the ones that's that are high, be. it is that like my anyone's... Sinobium are fifty points. And remember, death the death card oh, are seven. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh really? Holy shit. All right. So they are fifty points a pop. However, in my opinion, they're gonna be sixty points a pop because 
any Huskarl or the any Huskarl with a power weapon master can take a Solarite power gauntlet for 10 points a pop. Um, the Iron Bulwark, what that allows is that if any unit with at least three models with the Iron Bulwark special rule is not locked in combat, all friendly models in that unit, including those without the Iron Bulwark special rule, gain the Battle Hardened 1 special rule for the duration of any assault phase in which the unit successfully charged, no, successfully one, charged or more enemy units. one or more enemy units. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, bye. Sorry, bye. One or more enemy units. I think that this, I love this squad for multiple reasons. Um, one, they want to get charged, which someone might not want to charge you, so screw it, you charge them. You give them Solarite power gauntlets, because wait, when it says power weapon, power, that means what? Power um, sword, power axe. Yeah, power lance. Power maul, power lance. Power lance. Oh, the power lance might be good, too. Um, actually, power lance might be really good. They come stock with the Vigil yep. Storm Shield, so they have a three-up and vulnerable save. You give them Solarite power fists, so now they're strength 10 AP 1. Um... Just, oh my god, these guys. Like, I don't know what survives them other than a Contemptor. Because um, Contemptors survive pretty much anything. Um, but yeah, no, I... I they're, they're very... I, there's not much to talk about them because they're yeah. so simple, in my opinion. They do what they do, and they do it well. That, that's about it. Like, it, I, I don't mean to, like, shit on them. I'm not shitting on them. It's not me, like, being like, oh, they're awful. It's just... They're good. The reason you're, you're going to that is because they don't have a lot of times the special like Terminator style unit have like a giant list of rules. These guys don't. A lot of the rules are reasonably standard like cataphracty rules with the extras of you get or slash can take your special war gear, which they don't always get, which is great. And Iron Bulwark is a nice, straightforward rule. They don't have some of these other ones where it's like, hey, here's, you know, a page full of other special stuff. Like, no, th these guys are just straight up and down good. Yeah. And, and you stick with the, um, the hell's his name? Uh, the, the Warlord trait Talked that we were talking about before. Um, the Solar, solar, solar Warder? Marshal. Yes. Solar, solar Marshal. Stick with Solar Marshal. Like, and they're a retinue for him. Now the weapons go six. Yes. So like, yeah, I, this this squad is like the epitome of what a, a bodyguard squad should be. Until we get to fire drakes, of course. <laughs> fire fire drakes look at this and they're like, hold on, hold on a second, sir. Um, we're just better. But no, these are really good. And especially if yeah, take them with solar solarite power. What is a? I know you were big on power lances. What is that again, Steve? If you charge, what happens? So you just yeah. flat out gain one bonus initiative, yeah. and you're swinging an AP3. That's all it is. But swinging initiative five means you're cutting down most enemies before they swing. Yeah, that's so a nice thinning out their numbers. I so but so, there is no rend and there's no breach. Yeah, so here so we go. You're AP2 so, and you're hitting a wall. I don't know how crazy. I don't know why if this is crazy or not, but this is a direct literally a direct relation to my custodies because when you take custodies i usually would take two well you can't mix spears and shields you could in 40k i don't know why you couldn't in 30k but let's just say 40k for in 40k i would take two spears and one shield the spears had less ap a little bit higher strength than the sword um but they weren't as defensive and then the sword and shield was just weaker melee wise but is stronger defensively 
here, if what it comes with five, right? It comes with five. I would take. I'm gonna say two power lances and three fists. Wait, are power lances two handed? Can they can they be taken with a shield? They are not two handed. Yeah, so I would take two power lances to every three shields, to every three fists, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's no reason for the other ones because if it's something heavy, you're not getting anything good out unless you're striking at the the unwieldy for your power gauntlet anyway. So that's fine. But the lances are going to help you in case you happen to hit someone who does have three up armor so you can carve through some of them before they end up swinging into you because that that's probably what hurts these guys. Okay. You got a three up invul two up armor save, but if I get enough attacks in before you get to do anything, I can start whittling you down. Like that's why I find it's killed my terminator so far. It's usually not the big powerful hits. It's all the rest of it. So being able to take out a few of those guys early or at least swing at the same time as them and say, um, when you're centurions or something like that is is, is very good. Like the, the sword and all that's not going to do you any good anyway. Might as well take the the, the initial bump, and then you'll still keep them to um, just just about three hundred points, which isn't too bad. Um, zero to one. Yes. Me. Is this a zero to one unit? Okay. No, it's a, it's a nice pick. Um, how do they compare to a standard unit equipped the same? Yes. So a normal cataphract is 175, right? Teleporters is 25 for the unit. It's now we're at 200. Hmm, okay. And how many points is it for the shield again? Another... Uh, for a cataphract, oh, I, got it right, oh, I got it right here. Um, uh, 10 for cataphract. So for zero points, you are getting extra weapon skill. Uh, yeah. For 25 extra points. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Zero points, you're getting extra weapon Yeah, 25 skill. extra. Oh, for 25 extra points, yeah. you're getting weapon no, skill. Get the, uh, oh, the power arms, power arms. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So 25 points, you get an extra... I think the... Are the Special rules for weapon skill. It's worth it. Is the fist cheaper for them? Yeah, it's, so it's just normally like 10 per model. Okay, so it would normally be ten. So sorry, it's the same. Okay. But it's, it's normally, normally five, five for as an upgrade of a power fist, is which is ten on a normal term. Of a power fist. It, so this is well, cheaper. If you were so trying this is actually to, cheaper. No, so if you were going to upgrade them all to power fists, these guys pay yeah. the same for their better weapon than a power fist. They're paying less for the power gauntlet than another unit who's allowed to take a power gauntlet does. But they're they're essentially paying the actual power fist cost. So they they are for twenty five more points, an extra weapon skill, um, extra leadership, I think as well, right? Isn't the eight nine? Yeah, cataphract is normally seven eight. These guys are eight nine. So an extra weapon skill, an extra leadership, and a better invul save. With the chance of some different weapons and all. So, I mean, I, I would pay an extra 25 points to get my squad of five guys to be three up invul for sure. Oh, well, yeah, like, you're right. My apologies. Yeah, we did factor already. that in. Okay, so we factored that in. Um, yeah, so 25 extra points yeah, for an extra weapon point. skill yeah. and extra leadership. 
and things like stubborn instead of um exor inexorable and all. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, that, that, they're they're very points sufficient. Yeah, I, like I said, I again they remind me of custodies, and I, people have done some really good conversions for these. By the way, I will point out. Um, they didn't run them as obviously this is a Huskarl squad, so no one ran them as a Huskarl back in 1.0 because that didn't exist until the very end, right? When they did um when they did the exemplary units. So no one knew what they were. But these are very good. Uh, I don't know how to phrase this. Sorry, English is gonna be a hard sentence in a couple seconds. So um people used to run, yeah. you know, cataphracti with fist and shield, right? This is a really good, hey. No longger are these guys cataphracti with shield and fist. Yeah. Now they're husk uh, Yeah, oh, no, you're just sense. swapping them out and calling them this name instead of yeah. that name. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Because I know people used to take them with fist and shield because that was kind of what you did. I feel like one of their special characters has a fist and a shield and I'm like losing my yeah, damn Pollux. mind. Pollux. Well, that's just Pollux. Pollux, it is Pollux. Okay. I'm losing my damn mind because I'm like, I know there's a special character. With... But yeah, no. So this for people who have like that unit already made just take huskarls i mean it's zero to one well, it's zero to eh? one because honestly, but honestly like one bro, it would just... be too much if it wasn't but also they're not the only one that have that zero to one the really good units in this um exemplar unit thing are zero to one you know because like the iron warriors one is also yeah. zero to one and that one was really good the amber children one is zero to one that one's very good so yes Basically, the bodyguard units are zero to one, because it's like the personal attendance of the Primarch. Yeah. You only have one Primarch, so we get one. All right, that takes us to our first special character, which is Sigismund. Does anyone care who takes Sigismund? I'll take. Uh, I'll throw oh, so much dirt on his name if I do. Don't let me do it. No, I'll take. Uh, I'll take the man, the myth, the legend. Honestly, oh man, heretic. Yeah, so so real quick, again, Sigismund, for those who don't know the lore, is one of the very first people to kind of... It, the irony is that he kind of started believing in the God Emperor, and it's such a word-bearer thing. For those who don't know, this is not going to be... I mean, this is a spoiler, but this is a spoiler the of... when the books are well start? over 10 years old. <laughs> so, no, I'm talking about like the first yeah. or second book. Yeah, this is a spoiler of the first or second book, so... Honestly, guys, like this is not a. If you, this is a spoiler. Skip fifteen seconds. If not, like, come on now, it's 10, 15 years. Um, the 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 the. Oh, now of course I just said that. Now the freaking name escapes my brain. What the hell's the Levitico Divinicus? Le, Leviticus. Letitio Divinatus. There we go. Letitio. Stupid le Letitio Divinatus. The uh, the holy book in forty k that calls the god emperor the god. Right. That was made by the word bearers. Like. They got their home planet raised for even like doing this. Sigismund picks up this book and is like, "Oh yeah, totally. I love this. Let's call him a god." So it's, it's funny the irony of him using like super traitorous shit later on. But anyway, sorry. Sigismund, two hundred thirty points. He is the dual master, the one of the better characters in thirty k for dueling. Movement seven, weapon skill seven. That's a a hefty thing ballistic skill four strength four toughness four four wounds initiative five attacks for leadership 10 and a two-up save uh because he's got artificial armor he has an iron halo so he's got a four pin vulnerable 
He has the black sword, which is a specialized weapon he uses. He has a mastercrafted bolt pistol. Who cares? A frag grenade and a crack grenade. I should point out that the black uh, sword is not a specialist weapon, so you do get plus one attack for having a bolt pistol yeah, and a black weapon. sword. What um, issue? Yep. It's two-handed. It, oh, it is two-handed? Oh, okay, good, good, okay. All right, I just wanted to check. I, I knew it wasn't specialist. I didn't know it was doing it. Okay, that's fine. So he's still got four attacks. Um, he is an independent character, master of the Legion. He's fearless. He is eternal the first warrior, we've come across, which I think yes. the first eternal warrior we've had on the podcast so far. Yeah, who's is not a primary one in the game. No, wait, what? Oh, he's the, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, for those who don't know what eternal warrior is, because we haven't come across it, eternal warrior is immune to instant death. Now you might be saying, oh, does he take D3 like a contemptor oh. does? Oh. No, he's immune. He takes one. <laughs> he's, he's, he just, you hit him with a solarite gauntlet and he goes, hmm, okay. <laughs> he has adamantium will three plus, so he's got the three plus invulnerable save against psychic powers that affect him. He's Dolores yep. fighter, or Dol yeah, Dolores fighter. He's death champion. These are all special rules. These are all special rules that will come back. Precision strikes three plus. So on the hit, on a three up, he chooses who he hits. He's got Slayer of Kings as the warlord trait, and he's a loyalist, which, of course. So Slayer of Kings is his warlord trait. If Sigismund is your army's warlord trait and slays the enemy warlord in the challenge, Sigismund controlling player gains plus one victory point in addition to a gain to any mission objectives. And I had to look at this before, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's not a Slay the Warlord in the missions. I, I was kind of very, as you were talking before, Steve, I was really quickly like running through the missions. I, I don't think there's not Currently, a Slay the Warlord. But remember, like when GW right? did their open day not too long ago, they didn't run any book missions. And they had their own um, secondaries. So their secondaries they might have had it or might not have had yeah, it. Sure. So they're future-proofing it. True. But I just say, so it normally, yes. Yeah, so normal missions, this is basically plus two victory points if you slay the Warlord in a channel. A challenge, because you slay the Warlord and also this. Um, and all units in the same army of Sigismund that include at least one model with the Legion of Stardust Imperial Fist Special Rule. May add plus one to the total number of wounds calls in each combat for the purposes of determining assault result. For the rest of the battle. Uh, so this is after you kill the warlord, by the way. You get plus one to the total number of wounds caused in each combat. This does not stack with any other rule that increases the assault result. In addition, you may make an additional reaction in the movement phase. So, I like this warlord trait. It's simple. I mean, it's, it's long. <laughs> it is long, but it's simple. You kill the warlord in the challenge. You get an extra victory point, so that's two in your pocket. And the rest of your army now has plus one uh, to the total number of wounds caused in each combat when you determine um, who won the assault. I mean, I, I can't say anything more let, about it. It's just let's good. Let's see about the rest I, of the rules. Let's put them all together. you guys disagree or agree? Yeah. Let's see them all. All right. Oh, okay. I was going to say. If you want to... So, Death's Champion. <laughs> Sigismund in any unit he joins gains a bonus of plus two to all charge distances and sweeping advance rolls made for the unit. In addition, if Sigismund is present in any detachment, then the detachment may take Templar Brethren squads as troop choices. Alright, so you can take them as troop choices and you get plus two to charge and plus two to sweeping. Remember that this is not independent, this is independent of Crusade. So if he's like, let's say, in a Templar Brethren unit, right? 
it'll be plus two, and then you roll, what is it, 2d3, choose the highest? 2d6 is the standard roll. Or sorry, d6 is the standard roll. Looking at a 7 plus plus d6, pick pick the higher of two. Yeah, it's, yeah. You will sweep whatever you You beat. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be mean, but um, you will sweep. Um, what's really weird is that, well, I'll talk about that later when we talk about Sigismund. So let's keep going. So Mr. Sigismund, oops, sorry, is also a Dolores fighter. When a challenge is issued in any combat that includes Sigismund, Sigismund controlling player must always accept that challenge with Sigismund. If the opposing player does not issue a challenge, then Sigismund's controlling player must do so and must nominate Sigismund to fight in the challenge. So basically always, you're either accepting or giving challenges. Additionally, when fighting a challenge, successful and vulnerable saves against Sigismund's attacks must be re-rolled. And last but not least, the Black Sword. Black Sword is insane. It is a melee weapon, plus two strength, AP two, two-handed, instant death, just straight instant death, uh, mastercrafted. So, my thoughts on Sigismund for five seconds. Well, not five seconds, but he's amazing. He does what he, like, he is, I think... He's even stronger than Karn, because Karn doesn't have Eternal War. I think he is probably the strongest combat character He's a late outside primer. of a Primarch in 30k. Um, yeah, he's yeah. just alone for Eternal Warrior for now. But the fact that you get two victory points for killing the Warlord, one plus one, you get plus two to charge rolls, so that's in addition to how fast a unit is moving, of course. Your the invulnerable saves get re-rolled against his attacks, which are all instant death, by the way. Like literally all the stacks are instant death. They're mastercrafted, so you get to re-roll yep. one of the hits of him usually Praetors hitting on a three. Because I think Praetors are six. I don't think we even hit a weapon skill. I was gonna say I don't think we hit a weapon skill seven non Praetor yet too. I like I think yeah. Um Or the Dark Angels, I think. Was bloody, but yeah, I was not even yet. So he's got a very high weapon skills. So he's gonna be on threes, re-rolling one of the attacks. He also makes Black Templar troops. Now I do want to mention again a right of war we didn't mention was the Templar Assault. If you take Templar Assault, your Templar brethren are already troops. And they gain line and heart of the spe- oh, oh my god, heart of the special legion, Jesus. They gain line and heart of the legion special rules. All right. On top of that, if you disembark, right? Uh, um, sorry. Uh, yeah, disemb- they disembark, they get rage two. So they get, t- I think that's what, two extra attacks? Yes. Yeah. So instead of one bonus charge attack, they get two bonus charge two. attacks. They disembark. Yeah. They get one um, extra Of course, there are limitations, as always, to any of these rights, but it, it, it's kind of weird that he says, I guess. In case you don't want to take the right of war, but you still want to make Templars troops, it works. Um, but I feel like if you're taking Sigismund and with Templar Brethren, you're going to be taking that right of war anyway. Um, but no, I think he's the probably the deadliest character in the book, bar none, yes. um, besides Primarchs. And he's so um, cheap. He's so cheap. 230 points for all this. He literally looks at other Primarchs. Or other, He'll fight a I mean, Primarch hell, well. I mean, he's only got four wounds, really but even will. against other Primarchs. He, can he may his... not win the fight, but he'll do well against think. them. Um, yeah, even with that, because like the, the you know the the, yeah, the instant death doesn't go off, but you know other than that, like he he is going to win because instant death causes an auto wound, right? 
not that oh, okay. I know. So, oh, okay, now you do have, have to, to wound. Be able to wound okay. Yeah, you have to be able to wound, yeah. Yeah. But he becomes strength six, yeah. which isn't like he he uh, he's he's just good. I mean, I uh, he I, I I like I said, if you are in combat, like people are like, oh, Karn kills this, Karn kills yes. that. But even if Karn goes against Sigismund, Karn's dead. There's there's no hope for Karn. Um, it's just yeah, no. This guy is the single deadliest character uh, in the book. Um, when in challenge, in a challenge though. But he's got to accept challenges, no it. and it's funny because people are like, "Oh no, he's in a challenge. What if like I don't kill him and he hits me with a with a power fist, you, right?" You kill him before. It's okay, you're, you're, not, you're eternal you're warrior. Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, no, yeah. I know, but I'm saying, let's say you miss everything. Let's say dice happen, right? And the Praetor comes back with a power fist. He's hitting you on fives, first of all. So hilarious. Um, <laughs> but let's say he gets you know two through, and you save only one. It's okay, you're not dead, because you're not battle-hardened. You're Eternal Warrior. You don't care. Yeah, That's just, there's there's yeah, very little to say about him. He is, he's exceptionally good. If you're taking Imperial Fists, and you are fine with taking characters, because I know some people are weird about characters. If you're fine with taking characters, he's a great character to take. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He also looks cool. I will point that out. He does actually. I he's one of the be- so like they're very hit and miss with not their primark. Well, primarks are sometimes are hit and miss, but definitely the like special characters are very hit and miss sometimes. Um, I will say I actually love the way Sigismund looks. Um, that stance, the way he's challenging you. His his face looks great. The sword looks and the like just everything about that screams like come at me. So, ten out of ten, uh, you know. He's really good. I said not not much to say. (laughs) It makes it nice and simple. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's so weird because he's got a lot of special rules, but he's just good. He's not complicated. (laughs) There's usually a lot to say when someone is very complicated. He's not complicated. He he is a missile. You point him at anything that you want to challenge and die. Obviously, it's better if he can get to the Warlord, but even if he can't, okay, you don't get your extra one point. You can still point him at any other unit, and he's going to do great. And if you don't want him in the challenge, um, sorry, uh, sorry, if there is a challenge, he must do it. Yeah, so he's not going to get that option. So he fights in the challenge, and afterwards, if they're still around, he always, you know, okay, then carve through the rest of the unit. No, or they, you might have run them down because you have a plus two, and you're probably winning the combat. Since all of your attacks are instant death, you're going to get a lot of extra um, combat res. Yeah, remember, in challenges, the extra wounds don't vanish. Yeah. They become combat resolution modifiers. Absolutely. So four. if you kill, what, a... Th- th- Praetors th- are, what, three, four wounds? No, four three wounds. In three. Cataphract four, wait. Or Terminator-style armors. Oh, okay. Let's just use normal. Let's just use normal. Normal are three wounds. Let's say you get three wounds for through. Is I believe that's nine combat. Racks. <laughs> I yeah, think I think it would be five, three that is lost, and then two extras because we don't know how many wounds that would be. No, each. So right, but it's not that each. Would, but we. Mm. Oh, that's a weird one. Yeah, but it's yeah. each one reduces him to zero. 
So you go from three oh. to zero each time. No, what you're unless you go three to zero and then one one. What one, you're one, doing is meaning that's, that, that, that's how I understand. Actually, it. look up the rule and see the oh, exact okay. wording. It's not the instant death. I have instant death. I actually it's have instant death. Essentially, it, it's, it's challenges little... and how oh. they word what happens there. That's the rule that you would need. Because we know instant death reduces you to zero wounds. That's what instant death does. Um, what would happen is it matters in a challenge the actual wording on it. Um, I don't know if we can find it quickly, or I don't even know if uh -huh. it matters. Like, I mean, he's going to win. Fun fact, it's not in the assault phase. <laughs> I was just there. Challenges are not done in the assault phase. Or it's done in the assault phase, but it's not in the uh, part of the book that's yeah, the assault characters. phase. So it's I'm like, thank you. It's in the character section. No, I just passed the character section. That's also a no. Because characters right before um, vehicles. It's literally the second page of characters. Unless it, like, skipped? It's assault result. It's like ah, it did. It did skip. Unsafe um, wounds causing a challenge counter the assault result, including any excess wounds caused. That doesn't Alongside any unsaved wounds caused. It's not... So, it's not, oh, I, you know, I had 10 instant death hits. Each count is 12. It's, you killed the guy, he lost three wounds. He took three unsaved wounds. And yeah. then you also got two more unsaved yep. wounds in there. Yeah. But they the only five, that's, that's okay. That really makes sense. Well. I make that interpretation. Okay, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You're not going to have a it's problem. It's still really good. good. It's still, still really good. good. Ain't good yeah, I was going to say. Um, still... he, he will yes. also rip apart a dreadnought because of that. Um, a contemptor. Oh, not a contemptor, a dreadnought. Yes. yes, a dreadnought. No, he could kill a contemptor. If you want to make sure he does it, just have a destroyer squad uh, charge the same thing, debuff toughness by one with rag grenades, and then really just rip it to shreds yeah. for sure. Like, really I, I mean, because he's going to hit on threes. Yeah, yeah no, even if you don't great. debuff it, it might be on fives, but any one of those is instant death. If it doesn't make its invul save, you're doing D3 damage each. I've I've done enough of this with a Tyrannic Greatsword to tell you that's how I take down Contemptors. And I'm looking for my my um my instant death rule, essentially, yep. murder strike, to be occurring on, you know, five ups as well. So, he'll no, he'll still carve one down. He'll still do just fine. Very good. All right, who's doing who's doing beefcake so, Alexis? So, so we have two characters. Another left. another good um, model, by the way. I should point out. Do you care which what? one, Steve? Another. All right, um, I'll take Pollockson. Why not? Check you literally. Um, so he's the captain of the four of fifth company. He has 185 points. Move seven, standard. Uh, weapon skill six. Blitz skill four. He's actually strength five, so he's a little bit stronger. He's a beefcake, apparently. Toughness four. He's got three wounds, initiative five, three attacks, leadership ten, two up save. So, um, Master of the Legion, as we'll see. So he's essentially sort of traitor style stat line with a couple differences there. The extra strength is the big thing. He's got his artificer armor and his iron halo. He comes with a solarite power gauntlet base and the vigil storm shield. So he's got all the specials from this Legion. He's got a combi melta, which is nice. Nothing wrong with that. And he's got his grenades. They said he's an independent character. He's got the Master of the Legion. He has Void Commander. He comes with Deep Strike. He has Hammer Blow. Loyalist, obviously. And his Warlord trait is Master Tactician. So if he's your Warlord, he has to have this trait. 
After all models are deployed, but before any rolls to seize initiative are made, the controlling player of Alexis Pollux may redeploy one friendly unit within the limitations of the mission being played. So you can put someone else in your deployment zone wherever you like. This may be a unit that has been deployed normally into reserves or bring a unit out of reserves. So you can take a unit to take them off the board into reserves or one of your units that's in reserves and put them out, but it may not add or remove units that have been assigned to a deep strike assault, drop pot assault, flanking assault, or subterranean assault. In addition, an army with him as your warlord gets an extra reaction in the assault phase. So very useful. There's been plenty of times when I'm set to say go first. I put down my army and then you're able to very well counter it. Okay, well now at least I can move one thing to reposition and get in a better spot. And it's before the seize initiative. And I don't I've finally started having games where the seize wasn't always happening. I think now in like seven games I've played, there's been a an actual a corrected seize, either me or the other player, like four out of the six. Four out of six or seven. Um he is uh he's a void commander. So controlling player may opt to automatically pass or fail any pinning test made for him and any unit that he joins. In addition, all models in the unit that Alexis Pollux joins while in reserves, and they give you where to look at it, gain the deep strike rule. So if he's just with a unit, they can deep strike. They don't have to have the ability to deep strike. He will give it to them, which opens up a lot of options of where you could put this guy because you can put him in deep strike because he has the ability and he just transfers it to them for nothing. And he has hammer blow. So this is his weapon. Um, it is a strength 10 AP one. Oh, sorry. So during any fight subphase, let me just part first. During any fight subphase, um, Alexis Pulse's controlling player may choose to have him make a single attack with the profile blow instead of attacking normally. This better do something crazy because he already has a strength 10 AP one solarite gauntlet. So you can do a hammer blow, strength 10 AP one. Armor Bane which is good flesh bane exosock six up exosock is an extra on on this on that value extra penetrating automatic yeah, so penetrating hit um, on the value I, yes. if you're so the hammer blows if you're going against like i guess a really heavy vehicle if you're going against a land raider i might swap out raider. one swing at strength 10 with armor bane rather than several attacks at strength 10 where i'm needing fives well you're losing listen you're losing what yes. two attacks i would because you yeah, were talking about how you're, big you're armor bay was on a chain fist it, it's I not a, it's yeah. not a guarantee if you really but you're you pretty want. close to going to make sure that you get your um that you get a pen and then you're looking at one third of the time on that pen blowing it up so i, I that's the one time i would use it but otherwise i mean this guy looking him over, he's a really good utility piece. I mean, if you're not wanting to take Sigismund, because either one, it just doesn't fit your style, it doesn't fit what you want to do, or two, maybe look at him and be like, mm, he's maybe a little too much. This guy's great because he'll let you redeploy a unit, which can be very powerful. It's more powerful if you're going first than second, but it, it does at least still give you that option. So it's really good if you're going first. He, you know, he gives a unit deep strike so you can work now with a unit that might have been more difficult to do. In your army, you had abilities to hand that out a lot easier, but you still have that as an option. And, you know, he, he's and he's got that extra base 
As extra base strength then doesn't really do you much in this particular case because none of his weapons care about his strength because the solarite's just an automatic strength 10. It's not like a double. I mean, it's yeah. protection it's protection against graviton. It's something. I guess? Eh. No, I don't. No, I'm, 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 I I haven't read that much in terms of or as read up as I so, should be on this stuff. This is the guy from the Battle of Fall. Essentially, he was on a fleet that was supposed to go to um, okay. to the Dropsite Massacre, right? But it got uh, rerouted in the warp, and instead it pops out, and it shows up over um, over by Perdurado, when he, after the Dropsite Massacre, and they have a battle over Fall, and Pollux manages to board Perturabo's flagship and fight his way all the way to the command room. This is the incident that causes the Dominator cohort uh, to okay. lose their favor with Perturabo. Oh, and ooh. yep, and super interesting. Um, he is the Crimson Fist, so his company goes on to found the Crimson Fist, and um, everyone, you know, the the, the big lore discussion about him is if he wasn't, because mid-battle he was recalled to Terra by Dorne. If he wasn't, how far could he have pressed that attack against the Iron Warriors in space that day? That's the big, like, you know, could he have done it? Could he have taken out one of the traitor legions? But Dorne had to fuck it up. <laughs> so, uh, minus one point, Dorne. Just spiteful. I didn't realize he was that you I didn't realize he was the one who started the Crimson Fist, but that kind of actually makes sense. Um for those who don't know, we're not looking at the model right now. The model is literally yep. him standing on Oh, that's why he's got the Iron Warrior thing. To that light. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all coming together. <laughs> imagine imagine telling a story through your models posing and basing. Instead of just putting them on a rock hey, and going, hey, isn't hey, this so cool? The back he has a rock. A like, this is, rock. I love his base so you put much. put them on very tactical rocks. That's what you do. Not normal it's, rocks. It's, <laughs> I also just realized that I was like, I, I was like, where the hell does he stick his melt a gun? Like, I don't it's get under it. Slung. It's under slung. It's under the fist. under slung gun under his fist. I was like, where the hell is this melt a gun on him? And I turned them all around. I'm like, oh, hello. Oh, this is a cool model too. Jesus, and even the writing on the legs is pretty great. I, but it makes sense that he becomes the first Crimson Fist because it's the are the Crimson Fist. The left arm is red, or is it the right arm? I think it's the left, right? I I, I think it's both. Yeah, let's go. Let's go I'm with. I'm pretty both. sure it's both. Left the sure. Fist. No, I, I it's the left know, arm. Honestly. It's the left arm. It's okay. Or left hand, not left arm. Sorry, left hand. I should say. In Terrasante. That's pretty damn cool. I could see someone buying this and using I'm it sure as like their Crimson Fist 40k sure dude. As like um Pedro Cantor. Yeah, no, he's cool. He's like the one Imperial Fist. I'm like, yeah, he's okay. I, I could tolerate his existence. Oh, he's cool. I, right. it, uh, Steve, why don't yeah. you tell us uh, about Fafnir Ran, who was one of the newer models. This is the newest. 
This is, I think, the newest him and the uh, Blood Angel guy that actually has a model. He was introduced. Yup, he was introduced. Uh, Fafnir Ron was introduced to the um, gaming wise at the very end of the last edition as the latest Black Library celebration model. Um, I don't know his lore that well, but I do know that you know he he's a newer model and he looks like a space wolf. And he ends up being the guy that founds the Executioner's Chapter. Um, so, he is a... Um, yeah, he's a Praetor stat line. Um, with uh, Artificer Armor, Bolt Pistol, Frag and Crack Grenades, and Iron Halo. So, all, all just very basic. And then he has the Headsman and the Hunter. And a Boarding Shield. He's a unique character. He's heavy, so no run moves with this gentleman. Um, and then for special rules, he he's obviously a loyalist Imperial Fist event character. He's a master of the Legion. He has Shield Master, which is a new rule. Executioner's Tax, tax which is a new rule. He has Hammer of Wrath. Yeah, and he gets his own personal warlord trait called the Unbroken Wall, which is absolutely insane. So, the Unbroken Wall. Um, if he's the Warlord, um, he gets this trait. All models in any Legion Breacher squad or Phalanx Warner squads in the same detachment gain a bonus of plus one to weapon skill for any assault phase where they make a charge against an enemy. Well, they, well, they, sorry, where they successfully charge an enemy unit. In addition, any an, an army with this guidance of a Warlord gets an extra reaction in the assault phase until he's been moved as a casualty. Oh, this, that's a force multiplier. Remember how you're like, oh, you know, my, my failing order squads, like, you know, I want them to get charged. They get weapon skill five. I lose the attack, but hit on threes, right? You just take this guy. And now they're in weapon skill five, either whether they charge or get charged. Remember, they also get a, they get a, I, not shield, god damn it, hammer of wrath if they charge too. So that's pretty good. Yeah, no, that, that already. Amazing start. Um, moving on, we have the Executioner's Tax. When an enemy unit makes a charge against... Um, makes a charge that places enemy model in base contact with Fafnir Ron himself. Or any model of a unit he's joined. So really, it's just the, the unit. That unit suffers D3 plus 3, strength 5, AP nothing hits. They hit automatically and resolve that initial step 10. But they, get, they don't get a pylon move and you don't get any special rules of the unit or Fafnir Ron. And they are allocated as normal. So basically owner owning player allocates. Just a neat little, like, you know, don't charge me thing. Yeah. It's nice. It's not world chattering, but it's nice. Next up, we have Shieldmaster. When Fafnir Ron is locked in combat and his controlling player has chosen to not use the single axe profile for the headsman and the hunter in that phase, all the hits inflicted by enemy models and allocated to Fafnir Ron must reduce their strength by minus one. When using the twin dex profile, um, the special rule grants no benefit. He's not counted as having a boarding shield for any rules that would grant him benefits for having a boarding shield, and he may ignore the rules restriction for using weapon two-handed special rule while also having a boarding shield. Basically, it just means that he could have two weapons and be cool with a power axe. 
Or it could have one and weapon. boarding shield, essentially. And um, get yeah. uh, boarding, sh- boarding shield bonuses. Yeah. The minus one strength thing is cool. It's weird the way it works in sequencing. But if he's in a challenge, that means that that power fist goes down to strength seven. Yes, sir. Or, or a power sword is down to strength three, which will affect wounding thresholds. So it absolutely changes like the dynamic whether he's in a challenge and such. Um, then we have his weapons, the headsman and the hunter. It's twinned axes that he's got. Um, they're considered a single weapon with two profiles. One for a single attack, one for a double attack. Um, they count as power weapons. Um, each fight phase, you pick one of the ways to attack with them. And if you use the single axe, so this is paired with the shield, so the strength reduction, you get plus two strength, AP2, with melee, specialist weapon, and Master Crafted. And Shield Master, that's part of the above thing, where he gets the strength reduction. Master Crafted is nice. No. Um, but he's not getting any bonus attacks that way. Um, if we go with the Twinned Axe configuration, he only gets one bonus strength in AP2. Oh, but mm-hmm. this is not unwieldy, so it's at initiative AP2. That's really nice. Uh, but yeah, Twinned Axe, so we use two axes. Only plus one strength, but it's still AP2 with melee rampage two. Yes. Which, if I remember correctly, that's when you're outnumbered, you get plus yeah, one. Yeah, when you're attack. outnumbered, you gain the number of attacks in the parentheses. Yep. So you get two extra attacks if you're outnumbered. It's a specialist weapon, it's two handed, and it's master crafted. So you're facing lots of guys, you use twin axes. You're facing, you know, big guy, you take single axe. Pretty straightforward. Makes him a flexible combat profile. Yes. He's nice. With single axe, you do get a shield, yeah. I should point out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, single yeah, axe, even though it's less attack, you do get the bonus of a shield. Yes, that protects you from. Yeah. It's it's like a fake battle hard goal almost with the yeah. single X. No, he's he's nice. He works very well. He does yeah, and he looks like a space wolf. No, he doesn't. This is the guy that looks like Brett. He looks like a space wolf that's well groomed. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna so say it. I, who who are not in our, our circle? Yes, our one friend looks reasonably uh, similar enough. That anytime someone knows him and looks at him, be like, oh yeah, that's him. Mm. Where I do believe Brett has more than one copy of this guy for that reason. So because he wanted to be able to literally paint himself up. Yeah, I know he's got at least I know he's got at least one, but I think he does actually. Have oh, that's one great! One, just so he can paint up a yes. guy who looks like him. I think he has two because he uses one as he uses one as an iron. Uh, I think as an iron warrior. Yeah. Uh, he shaved off a lot of the markings and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Absolutely, yeah. He's a, th- yeah, he's a pretty cool model. Um, for those who like converting, if you pick up this model, the shield yep. is kind of weird. It ha- has to go on the back, and you have to have his helmet strapped onto it, if I remember correctly. But the backpack is actually perfectly fine. So if you wanted to convert him, you don't need to put the shield on the back. You just leave it off entirely. And the iconography is surprisingly not that ab- like abundant. No, it isn't. 
So I just in general, the shoulders he's a- and the um, oh man, we looked up what that was on like one of the like first podcasts. The oh, stupid the armpit shield. You're the history teacher. You tell us. Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, little... we, I remember that was like podcast yeah, you three. Know or Come on, four. Dad, you're a history guy. No, oh, this was like such a weird rondel. It was a rondel. Yes. I remember such a weird, very specific thing. It's known as a rondel. Although rondels are round. I wonder if all rondels are. All right. Well, well you round, do. While you go look up uh, for huh. our other podcasts, our, our Maybe. Dan does the history podcast yeah. here. Um, there, there's one last thing to very briefly talk about. Yeah, pretty much. This is from their essentially legacies unit. So this is the other document that GW put out. And this is the Atos Dios, which it is. This is just a special Thunderhawk, right? This is 800 point Thunderhawk. Yeah, it's, it's got one Thunderhawk, void shield. Thunderhawks don't normally have that. Shield? I'm comparing it to the Thunderhawk. So it's move 18, blizzard skill 4, 12s are around 9 hold points, transports 32 guys. That's all exactly the same. Um, the weapons are the, the weapon stuff's a little bit different. One has a flare shield on it, which it could take. The normal Thunderhawk 685 with plus 50 points for a flare shield. So it's not that much costed above. The um the ramjet diffraction grid is um an extra 50 points if you wanted it as well. So that would make it 785 compared to this 800, so only 15 points less. Um, the six health strikes it's got, the two last cans it's got, some heavy bolt. Uh, f- so this has four turret-mounted heavy bolters. The normal Thunderhawk has two turret-mounted and two Sponson-mounted for heavy bolters. And then this one has a turbo laser destructor. The other one has a, thund- a general uh, Thunderhawk cannon. If you want to go to the turbo laser destructor, it would be plus 90. So this is this is an upgraded Thunderhawk for cheaper. Because if you did all the upgrades, it would be more expensive. And it also gets yeah, and a void shield. shield. Um, although it has... It, it, can void take, shield. Uh, it can take macro bomb cluster if you want. Um, otherwise, a lot of those rules are the same for an extra 60. But the big thing is that one special rule it has is Atos Pretoria. An army that includes Rogaldorn may also include the Atos Dios. If it is included in an army in this way, he has to begin the battle on it. Um, we were talking before we started. To us, th- we interpret that as meaning you have to have Rogaldorn to use this thing. Because... This student also exemplifies Why? my feelings on Imperial Fists and people that play them. Um, they need their hand held with points discounts for units and very simple rules that just solve all their problems before they show up to the table. It took Two hours him. and it just took about him. How long minutes. has the podcast been going right now? <laughs> he's been really good. He, no, no, no. It's been, he's been really good. He hasn't insulted Imperial Fist players the whole goddamn all right, all right, time. Let's, let's go he's into final like... thoughts. Why, Steve, do, you, do, why do you hate them? What did they do to you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you play Imperial Fist, Steve. They got 
they got told good job. They got pats on the back. They got cushy jobs defending the palace. They got oh, all the okay. honors bestowed upon them. They defended them, the they palace the when the other side. I agree, but but let's, I'm an, let's remember, I'm, I'm the an defense of the palace player. occurred because of the player. heresy. Before that, they were chugging along with the phalanx and all of that into space. Oh no, they were they were recalled before the heresy. Book yeah, they were recalled of, before the, book, the heresy. Book one of the heresy huh. series, um, like uh, Horus Rising. Sigismund's is all he's all pouting. He's like, yeah, I can't crusade anymore because Daddy says we have to go fortify Terra. We'll point out, though, slight side note about again. Sigismund, which is hilarious. Um, when the Horus Heresy when the Horus Heresy ends and yeah. Gilliman comes around with the book of um, the Codex Exardes, right, that's supposed to limit the Legion size to become now chapters. And Rogel Doran pretty much tells him to go fuck himself. He literally gives him another third. Sigismund, being the smart ass he is, goes, wait a minute, I noticed that in the Codex Exardes, crusading chapters don't have to have a limit. And Gilliman goes, yeah, and he goes, okay, guys, we're a crusading chapter forever and ever and ever. We're They're not stopping crusading. And that's what the Black though, <laughs> Until, I, I get, I, you know, I was a little bit on the timeline before they got recalled, is, yeah, they were always the one, yeah. like, literally out front doing everything they could, so that they went back to what they knew the best. All right, so so you you hate them because you love Iron Warriors. Is that what it is? Mm. Okay. How, if you can divorce yourself yes. from from that for a moment, how do you feel about them otherwise? Can I divorce myself from myself? I, I, I mean, it, it's a it's I a very that. psychologist sort of oh, question I to don't. ask. I will admit, <laughs> but. <laughs> It, okay, for, for, forget they're who they are. Paint, pretend they're painted he blue. How do you them. feel about them? <laughs> if they're painted blue, that makes a lot of sense. It feels like they're painted blue. Um, <laughs> no, like it's a legion. It's they're very straightforward in how you use them. Um, they 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 don't have any like aha. I I I I snuck up on you and surprise. Here's a cool thing. It's like. Yeah, that's just straight up effective. There, there's no surprises beyond, yes, this is when I'm counter-assaulting you. But you kind of know when they're going to do that anyway, because they're going to have that one unit built to do the counter-assault. So it's like, okay, I know what's going to do it, and I kind of know when. Or three. <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably yeah. should be the one, because it's mean, It's honestly a gunline army that happens to have some yeah, good... Breachers have bolters, man. Yeah, it's it's a gunline army that has a good counter assault element to it. Yeah, it's very nicely well rounded for that reason. Um, I, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's an it's an army you can play. It. I don't think you should because they're imperial fists. I, I see, but you, if if you want to, I guess you can, and you can do quite well with it. It's like it's when people go, "Oh, did you? What was that stupid you movie that give came us out? Anything that was to really go crappy. on? You've given oh. us literally nothing." Oh my god! Well, yeah, yes. just listen. Like people will go Resident Evil on Netflix. Well, that was a show, um, but was it good? Well, you know, it had actors in it. Yeah, but was the show good? Plot. It had that people. show is pretty much <laughs> universally on. <unbalanced. laughs> like <that's> a... <laughs> this is a legion. Yeah, no, but it's just so. He's like, do you like the Iron? Uh, do you like the Imperial Fists? They are a legion, sir. No, but do you like them? They do things. 
No, but like honestly though, like like rules wise, I, I think they're 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 very easy to understand. Yes. So it's very easy to pick them up and apply them to a very effective level. Other legions, you have to really understand rules inside and out to maximize their potential. Imperial fists. Eh. Okay. To put it in terms of Mario Kart, right? That they, they have a very high acceleration and like a medium maximum speed, right? So they speed up very quickly. Like the learning curve is like, oh yeah, I read the rules, I understand it. But like that's that's the extent of them. You learn the rules and you understand them. Other legions, you have to figure out like the tricks to them, and they build up over time, and they have a higher maximum level. But I, it's I, I see when I harder to it, reach. I that see level. why, good, yeah. and we haven't gone through Sons of Horror, so we'll get the other side of the box when we get to them. I see why GW chose this as one of the two factions in the box. Partly, you know, I I think they might have done it because they they to themselves figured out a good way to have people do yellow paint. Because to me, that might be the tough part of this. But beyond that, outside of that, they're rather straightforward. All the rules seem to work the way you think they should. Like you said, there's not a lot of tricks to it. You have a nice and easy legion trait. Your reaction you know, kind of fits the sort of look of the movement reaction. It's nothing too crazy. It doesn't do a completely different thing like, say, Alpha Legion does or, say, Death Guard does where it's like, oh, you're just you're doing something entirely different. No, just follow what it normally would do. You know, oh, get a little bit closer. You get to do this sort of thing. Your war gear, a lot of it is on, uh, like, say, with the, the shield and the solar gauntlet, a lot of it's on the units that can have it or there's very few units who can take them in addition so it's sort of easy to to pull that together you don't have many units you have you have some good characters but you don't have many units like we talked about the thunderhawk i mean you're probably not running the thunderhawk let's be honest unless you've been if you know you're running that if you've been in this game for like a super long time otherwise you actually have very few you have what three units not counting one that's not even in the main book and you have three special characters. So you don't even have tons and tons of options. They gave you something that you can figure out pretty quickly. You can get to the table quickly. You can get playing quickly and enjoying your game. If you can paint yellow, like I said, they now have some good contrasts and, and things for that. And you can find tons, if you are picking these guys up, you can find tons and tons of resources online of people showing you how to paint them well and paint them in easy schemes. So you're not spending tons and tons of time on it. And like, um, you know, they have the uh, transfer sheets and all, but in all the boxes for this stuff, you got some transfer them. So you don't even necessarily have to wait on transfer sheets. You can get some of your stuff transferred up and, and kind of, you know, fancied in that way without having to do all the extras. So they 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 picked a good choice, I think, for for what they wanted to complement the other side of the box with. And how about you? Do you have any other thoughts on these guys? No, honestly, you kind of said everything that you needed to say. They are thank like, you. No, it's like they're vanilla. But and I said this before, they're vanilla, but vanilla isn't bad. A little history time. Remember, vanilla was the most one of the most expensive spices that they imported. Um, and I, I actually wish I knew why vanilla became the plain Jane or the where that story came from. I should probably do that one day, just for fun. Um, 
but it, they are vanilla, but in that vanilla, they are very spicy. You could do some very spicy things with these guys. Um, the whitest you thing me? you've ever said. This vanilla is so spicy. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a funny TikTok of some dude uh, grilling chicken. And it's like this woman going, is he going to grill the chicken? Is he going to spice the chicken? Is he going to spice it? He's just flipping it with no spice. And it's the fun. Anyway, so, like, it's just... They can do really awesome things, but it's very simple awesome things. Their heavy bolter squads are going to hit like trucks because now they hit on twos. Their auto cannon squads are going to hit like trucks because they hit on twos. If you take a special character because you want to, because they are, you know, special characters are kind of the name and game of Horse Heresy, you're not going to do bad with any of the special characters. They're all good. Oh my god, I just realized it. This Legion and most of its stuff shields you from failure. Yeah, the, well, it, it makes sense. The the defense it, it, it protects you from missing your attacks with with bolt weapons and auto weapons. It protects you from dying with the storm shield. And most of the character special rules are about keeping them alive, or yeah. like just like it. It's it's uh, it's bowling with the little bumper rails up. But it'll still do well. It's still dangerous. Like it's still like a good. Oh, yeah. You, you can still throw the bowling ball backwards and hit people in the crowd. <laughs> it's not the metaphor I was going for, but okay. If you choose them, you're not going to feel like you made a mistake. Um... You know, there's some other legions where I say, you know, you really want to read about them, hear about them, and maybe even try them out before you commit to it because they might have a play style that you don't like. Because they might really lean into certain playstyles. So when we did Emperor's Children, your whole—if if you're not like charging, if you're not doing certain things, why are you playing Emperor's Children? Kind of thing. For these guys, you can kind of play them the way you want. They're defensive, okay, yeah, but they shoot really well, okay. You can, you know, you can, you can play around in the way you want, and I don't think you're going to get a bad feel no matter what you decide. Yes. That's the other thing, yeah. Everything that you currently have in plastic, including one of their special characters, which is currently really, really rare in in the heresy line right now is for your special characters to be in plastic. And they even have one of those. So. All right, gentlemen, does that does that do it for us tonight? All right. I think, I think, that, I think that's plenty about these, these guys yeah. for now. I will stop it there. Let me... Stop this thing, and then I got...